0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer,
1: the brand new racing app for same race multi tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play, powered by BlueBet. Campbell responsibly, call 1 800 858 858.
2: We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right, sell your car the instant way and get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars.
3: Shop the Maggie's Magnesium range at Chemist Warehouse, now starting from just $3.19.
4: This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ.
0: Uh, three and a half minutes past 6am this morning 31st of March 2022 And it's me, Louis Herman Watt here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast i got Kimpy in the studio Baz is Kolkata night Riders Oh, this is going to get touch and go 85 for 4 are the Royal Challengers, I think um, and it, I'm pretty sure it's Royal Challenges Bangalore just gone off the screen in chasing down Baz's Kolkata night Riders about 130 odd um, there's not long to go maybe 6 or so overs Yeah, 7 overs <coughs> 85 for 4 target 129 and Rutherford and Shabazz are just making a nice little partnership here. A wicket is needed. 44 runs from 43 bulls. So wickets are what would win the game for the Kolkata Knight Riders. Izzy is a bit crook this morning. Um, we might catch up with him later in the morning if he can stumble out of bed and head to his pool house. But that's OK because in return, we have been granted permission to have Tony Kemp back in the studio. Morena, back mate. Back
5: in the house. Morena, morena. Mate, good to be. It's actually really good to be looking at sport too with all these screens up and everything's going. Got the NRL, got the cricket. I don't know what that else is up there, some IndyCar stuff. But yeah, mate, <laughs> no, happy to be back. Izzy, Izzy, mate, he slept in. That's the. That's really what happened, eh? He's oh, taken the title off kids.
0: Yeah, wow. It's like it's kind of like a rotating cast at the moment of uh, sleeping her in. Um, It'd be hard for Izzy to sleep in considering his studio is about four metres from his bed. But you never really know. Mate, you're looking tan somehow. Like, were you doing tanning in isolation?
5: Um, No. (laughs) It's been beautiful, the weather, mate. Like, I actually got out um, just for a little bit of a walk last night because I was allowed out of the house. But, yeah, mate, just sitting in the backyard, really, just... Doing a bit of work on the computer and talking to you obviously every morning. It's been <laughs> it's been quite good sitting at home. I can see why why Izzy loves it, you know, he just rolls out of bed and there's the there's the the box with your headphones uh, and up it pops and you know, you don't have to get in your car and
0: have you ever thought about how good your life would be if you were in all black?
5: Oh mate, I think about it all the time. <laughs> mate, honestly, privileged. Absolutely <laughs> privileged.
0: I think about it every day.
5: Like blue breeze. He takes you guys out the blue breeze. Oh, I was actually thinking, no, no go go up to Pop Pons and go up to Peace Central and, and go to the Japanese. I was thinking, you know, that was top notch, but he's gone one better. And he's gone, no, no, man, we're we'll take taking the blue breeze. Like,
0: oh. I thought we were getting some rum and we were going to be drinking out of a bowl. You were
5: getting something, don't worry about that.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was lovely. So, Daggy, you hope you're feeling good, mate. Um, or hope you're awake, first of all. Solomon Islands, New Zealand. This is the final of the Oceania uh, football qualifiers. We win this, we play Costa Rica and go to the World Cup if we beat Costa Rica. Costa Rica is not going to be easy. Danny Hay is fired up. I love it that he's wearing a cap at night because the lights are so bright, just like the All Whites future. We will keep tabs on that. Fred De Jong's doing all the hard mahi for Sky Sport. Um, I just love talking football with Fred. There's no one, especially especially in a high-stakes situation like this, there's no one I'd rather kind of talk to it about, talk to the all-white situation, get an honest take on from Fred. I mean, he, he just cuts through all the BS. So, 8 o'clock after this game's finished, we'll hear from Fred De Jong, um, a New Zealand football legend in his own right. After 7 o'clock, Kempe. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. Yeah,
5: this is the one I want. Yeah? Big Chris Waller on the blower. Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar on the blower. Let's make sure we get one for the punters this weekend, okay?
0: He's got a couple. Do you know what? Chris? So Chris Waller, yes, Chris Waller's on the show. Very exciting. Um, uh, big shout out to the Chris Waller Racing Team. They're always very generous with their time, and um, Chris is always keen to in Leiden and talk to the New Zealand punters. He never forgets his roots and he never forgets where he's from, Foxton, and, and he, he loves giving back and he loves talking to us Kiwis. So we'll talk to Chris. He actually doesn't have a mammoth team in this weekend, which is kind of unusual considering it's day one of the championships. But what he does have in is he's got shots in a couple of group ones that will be very tough to beat, including Nature Strip, um, Steve Hansen. Get on to your shoes.
5: nosebleeds. Get on to your nosebleeds. Really? You were, yeah, you were worried about the last start? Hopefully Brian's listening.
0: <laughs> yes, he will be. <laughs> Brian, are you listening? Double eight, double three, just check in. Before Kempy <laughs> says he's about to say next, can you just send us a text? Uh, yeah, Chris Waller. And and look, it's there's there's a lot to ask Chris about because it's not just about what's happening in the championships this weekend and next weekend with Nature Stripper Very Elegant. There's so much more at stake, Kempy, because he in the background, meanwhile he's, making sure every horse out of his 400 turned out perfectly and turning up to win. Um, he's buying yearlings. In the background, he is scheming and drawing up a raid on the Northern Hemisphere to take home affairs, nature strip, and very elegant to race at Royal Ascot and uh, in Paris there at you know why. He, you know
5: why he's really going up there, eh? He's going up there to watch the Rugby, World, Rugby League World Cup, mate. That's why, that's why he's heading up there. Hey, look, I know he's he just a, thought he'd take a couple of horses up just, just for look, his hobby.
0: I just, I'm just going to brief you nice and early. <laughs> I know he's a union man. I don't know.
5: <laughs> well, we'll find out at seven I, o'clock. I don't
0: want you just
5: like <laughs>
0: – I just don't <laughs> want you just – two barrels just going at Chris Waller. But, he, but he's been in Sydney long enough. Surely he loves his, his his league as well. Um, I don't think he's a Warriors fan. He's got too much sensibility for that. He's got too much going on for him to be a Warriors fan. So, Chris Waller, any questions you, you want to know about Chris Waller's runners, anything in particular, you want to find out from the master trainer, well, send them to me right now, Double eight double three, and we will put those to the great man. Other than that, Tom Abercrombie, and it's 7.40 today. Wow, Kempi and me have been having spirited discussion off here this morning. One thing about Kempi is Warriors fans think that he hates the club. Anyone that knows him knows that he cares about the club, anyone that I've met.
5: Oh, no. There's the rona.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Just a bit of... um. There's been a lot of cleaning product used in this room. I can smell it. I kind of, get, you know, the the, the detol spray. It just it just gets up your nose. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell it right off at the top of my nose. Uh, you, you're more passionate about the Warriors than anyone I know, Kimpi. So we're gonna. Yeah, have-
5: no, it's like I, I'm passionate about rugby league in New Zealand. I think in 1989, the New the New Zealand rugby league missed an opportunity when the floodgates were open for players to go and play in the country, and uh, leave the country and play in Australia in the competition and. They sat back on their, on their, their laurels and, and didn't really move the game forward. But I think in the modern game, especially today, there's enough money to bring back decent pathways in New Zealand. And I think the Warriors play a big part in that. I think it's a really isolated conversation that um, the Warriors have about their club when it should be a more encompassing conversation around what happens in New Zealand to all of our clubs uh, in retrospect, yeah. if you can get this right. So, mate, yeah, it, it is always going to be a heated conversation with me because I don't have... Um, a filter? Well, I don't have a filter when I think about it because I've been, I think, I've been thinking about it for years, about how you get our game back to where it should be, and especially when we're three hours out of a place called New South Wales and Queensland and I've got it so right. And pe- people keep blaming blaming that we don't have leagues clubs here, and why they can afford it in Australia. We don't need leagues clubs. What we it's it's about um, pathways. We need pathways, and pa- if we get the pathways right, our kids won't leave the country, and our competitions will get stronger. And, and the worry, in retrospect, the worries will get stronger.
0: It's a very it's a eerily similar conversation to the one we have about racing.
5: Very, I find it I very find it, similar. I do. I speak to Bruce about sport all the time and, and racing you know what I mean and they're so similar, very similar. like I remember when, when I was coaching the Warriors and Alan obviously a very good friend of mine Alan Sherrick came, came up and we started talking I really was the first time I sort of opened my ears up to him training horses and he was talking to them as if they were athletes
0: hey, Steve Hansen Al Sherrick Chris Waller why do you think? Why do you think Chris and Steve and and these like top trainers and these top coaches yourself all seem to get along so well? Because you're preparing an athlete, you're preparing you're preparing someone or something to achieve a target and hit a goal, and they have emotions, they have feelings, they have physical needs, and then it's just about you to pull the strings behind them. They're, the similarities are striking.
5: Oh, they, yeah, and they they are. You know, like I don't know why we don't recognise.
0: Horse trainers as coaches?
5: Exactly. Um, jockeys as athletes. You know what I mean? Like the James McDonald um, world champ as far as jockeys go and and ranked number one in the world, not being recognised in any awards in New Zealand is, is, about, is astounding. What about
0: this one? What about this one? I was banging the drum in the, in the lead up to it, and as far as I'm aware, it didn't happen. New Zealand thoroughbred racing, I said – Danielle Johnson's just won the premiership by 50, 60 odd. She, she, I think she wrote 150 odd winners or more uh, in the season, the premiership just gone. How had she not nominated for Helberg Sportswoman of the Year? I, I she did, goes up against blokes and her and her. What what other you know? Who else is actually riding against? competing against men? And I didn't. I mean, I may, I could be mistaken, and if I am, I apologise. But I didn't see your name even in the nominees, which was disappointing. For
5: well, me. Scott Dixon Scott, Scott Dixon wraps himself around um, a V eight and steel. You know what I mean? She's she's sitting on top of a V eight with a with another fifty V eights running right next to her, and she's weighing fifty kilos, ring wet. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that the the amount of ability. That a jockey has is phenomenal.
0: So we're just we're just slightly lost track there. The point is, these there's lots of similarities between trainers and coaches. There's lots of similarities between the rugby league um, setting and kind of where we're at and how we've got got so far behind Australia and where we are at New Zealand racing in Australia. But these aren't things we're going to solve before quarter past six this morning. <laughs> what we're going to solve before <laughs> quarter past six this morning, though, Joe, morning. Hey, morning, guys. How are we going? Yeah, we're good. Joe in the kitchen, out the back, um, is—he's oh, a wonderful young man. He's, oh, thank he's you. Got a It's right, Just let me finish. Sorry, sorry. There's a lot more to come, mate. There's, okay. there's A lot of qualifiers here. <laughs> there's a lot of improvement to come. I was about to say. Uh, uh. <laughs> there's But there's a lot. Of good, there's a lot of good going on from, including the fact that he has just Kimpy, been accepted. No, not that one. He's been accepted. <laughs> For a flat.
1: Ah, oh, how good. You know, I wasn't even in viewings before. No one would even see me. And the first flat I see, just up the road, guys. I got it. How good. I don't need my girlfriend. My life's good without her. I've succeeded already. See, see what he's done
0: there? He's, he's managed to talk about his ex girlfriend 20 seconds after being on air. I can't help myself. He is sick for it. Um, you're moving out of home. Your parents are just like, this
1: is the best day of my life. <laughs> they are absolutely loving it. I mean, it's it's all it's all they've asked for, really. But um, as as soon as I said, "Hey, Mum, I'm moving out um uh, next week," she started crying. She was like, "Already?" Oh, oh. And I'm like, "You've been asking me to get out, you know?" Oh, and she was like, "Oh, right. I, I just thought okay. it would take you months because no one would want you." But <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but just I don't know. I just come from the sky really well,
0: and yeah, we headed off. Okay, man. All right. Now the point the point is now Joe's got the flat, and there was, a, there was a couple of pep talks to make sure he got the flat. There was a bit of, you know, we want, we want this for Joe so bad. So we've, we've put forward the best version of Joe to get into this flat. So now the real work begins, right? Because now he's got to live with these people, and he needs to show that he can be a functioning member of society. And there's just a couple of rough edges we need you to polish off and just to round off for us, Kempe.
5: I'll give him two weeks. What do you mean? Give me two weeks till um, I get kicked out. Mum will be mum will be cooking your tea in two weeks. Don't worry about that.
1: No, no, no. Look, I, I'm feeling confident. Um, Kimby's told me how to cut an onion. Um, I, I, I know we all we all had a go at it, but um, <laughs> trying to teach me seriously,
5: seriously. I see know how to cut an onion. He just he honestly did say, said no. But got no idea.
0: We've been through this about twenty times. The, uh, I know. Joe where, yeah. Joe, where would you say the two big areas of work ons you need to have are? Uh, Oh wow! Just two? Um, just just pick a couple cause yeah. we're gonna. What we're gonna do is we're gonna get people to help you. The first one is cooking. Cooking, right? yeah, yeah. So double eight, double three, and you really need to help us out here. Kempi's given Joe his stock standard chicken soup recipe. Roast chicken day one. Chicken carcass bones go in the pot. You know a bit of stock, some carrots, some celery, some onion. Um, you know all that good stuff for day two. Beautiful, exactly what we're thinking. What is your can't miss, bulletproof, flat, first ever flat that you're actually taking seriously uh, meal? That you can send through. The more basic, the better for poor Joe. Make sure that the ingredients. We're not working with um, some sort of seafood here or anything that costs. You know, we're thinking real kind of university days. What are the best flat recipes that you can send through on double eight double three? And Joe's going to print them out
1: and he's going to go and practice them. Right? Sure. No, I mean yeah, yes, I like look, I definitely should learn how to cook properly. I mean, I am an adult man now, I'm twenty three. You know. <laughs> like it's, it's getting scary now how immature how I am. I really need to need to be able to dress myself, you know. Not get mum to buy me clothes from Allenstein's. Like it's it's about taking the step up, you know. It's
5: not it's not that generation that I'm worried about. It's not this generation that I'm worried about. It's the next one. Like, you know.
1: The pain hey, on
0: Kimpi's face.
5: Oh, I'm just thinking about the poor kids in another twenty years. Like, we're saying, like, do you know how to peel an onion? Can you boil an egg? And, and I'll call them kids at 23 these days, say no. What are the What are the next generation going to say?
0: I'm not kidding, Kempe. It's actually a discussion, and this is pretty, well, it's not morbid, but it's pretty real for this time of the morning. It's a discussion I've had with friends, you know. Do, are you planning, do you actually want to have kids? Because do you want to bring kids into the world we're going to live in? And that, when you hear things like, I can't cut an onion at 23, and then you start thinking about what it's going to be like in another oh. 20
5: years. Oh, like that, that tears that tears at my heartstrings. That does, like if you know, if you if you've obviously a lot of parents out there listening to the show, a lot of a lot of dads, and may I, I. Um I oh, was speaking to my son yesterday. There's nothing better than having a sit yeah. down with your son. You know what I mean, and talking about all sorts of things. What's the
0: world going to look like though? Is it, is it? You know, I mean, uh, again, it's, it's probably not the right time or place to have this very philosophical well, conversation. When Will Smith
5: walks up and slaps Chris Rock, who knows what the world's going to look That's like in I the mean, future? Mate. You know, it's sort of it's changing all the time. But you know, it doesn't take away the fact that you know, 23 year old grown man doesn't know how to boil an egg. Like you Did can fix that quite easily. It takes three minutes. I'd like to be a dad one day. Yeah
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> right, joe that's enough for you from the morning um T- 833 double, A- double what recipes do you have for joe what can you come up with for our joey in the kitchen uh, we'd love anything simple your spag bowl your recipe your tortilla recipe your i don't know your mexican your, your indian curry your, your basic butter chicken whatever it is send it through Joe is not fussy. Trust me. 20 minutes past 6 this morning. I've thought a lot about the America's Cup over the last 24 hours. I want to give you my final-ish verdict on it after this. Baz for breakfast. Chemist Warehouse. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. ECNZ. Whoa. Royal Challenges Bangalore. Oh, No. Dinesh Kartik has come in. And now, if you remember, DK was part of Baz's team last year. This could be the greatest revenge moment ever. They need 28 from 24. He's come in. Rutherford's on 26. The wicket's sticky. 101 for five. Ooh, imagine if Dinesh Kartik got his revenge in his revenge game. Anyway, uh, double eight, double What is the easiest recipe for Joe to be getting into in his new flat? Charlie on oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven is a great man of the mainland down there in Geraldine, which is Natalie Rooney country, I think. Um, Charlie's on the line. Morning, mate.
3: Morning, mate. Um, I can't text any recipes in because I'm driving. But buy an air fryer, mate. I I was a bit sceptical, and my son said, "No, nah, buy an air fryer, dad." And he's the same age as Joe. he's twenty one, I think. Um, he can cook the house down, my like kid. But air fryers, mate, when you in a flat, you stick a few veg in it, set the temperature, set the time, go and do something whatever, if you, if you leave it, it's not going to burn the there. it's going to switch itself off, open it up, <laughs> there's your veggies done, and just give it a clean.
0: Air fryers, now I've heard this before, air fryers are perfect for kind of Gen Z, yeah alright Charlie, Now that's good, so where's your son living mate?
3: It's not just, uh, he lives in Epsom, he's in a flat in Epsom with his girlfriend and another couple. Um, and he cooks for her because
5: she can't cook. Um, <laughs> so, that's, right. my, that's my point.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, he no, my son does all the cooking, mate. And he, he learnt off his mum. He learnt off me. Um, he's, he's, a better, he's a better chef than I am. He actually bought his mum a sous vide a sous vide for her birthday, so he could use it.
0: Wow. See, this is <laughs> and and did he grow up in Geraldine down there in the mainland, uh, Charlie? No, no, mate. I'm,
3: yeah, no, no, I am a problem, mate. lived in Auckland. I moved down to Geraldine in October
0: last year. Oh, wow. All right. That's an interesting life move. Anyway, mate, appreciate your call. 0800 150 Anyone else got any uh, tips like uh, Charlie? Joe Air Fryer, thoughts?
1: I actually, my dad's really been pressing this on me, like um, because my mum just can't be bothered cooking anymore, so he often has to cook his own meals, and he's really gone to the air fryer. And I just thought like, oh, that's nah, too fancy. But actually, I looked the other day, and they're only like like fifty, sixty bucks. The really, really cheap ones. I really want to get a slightly better one that one doesn't explode, but. Like, they're super cheap. You can do, like, a good point. I can have vegetables. Like, I can do roasted vegetables and stuff, roasted potatoes. You can do anything in the air fryer. It's super easy.
5: All right. Mate, now 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 he sounds like a bloody chef. (laughs)
1: so isn't it funny how quickly you can change the kind of energy
0: just with one good suggestion Um, oh that's great tried and true in my family for years it was just mince and pasta one packet of spiral pasta one kg mince one bag mixed vegetables and one jar pasta sauce recipe can be adjusted depending on how much you want to feed 100% mate how many league and how many like New Zealand sporting icons would have just grown up on mince and pasta
5: well, I was one of them. Yeah, yeah, man. Just to, I and you are to, an icon. I used to take, um, <laughs> I used to take back in the day when I was at high school. I used to take one of my mates home at least once a week because you know the old man worked down the freezing week, so we had a we had a fridge full of meat, and um, whip up whip up a dozen eggs and a and a you know, pound of mince with some onions just just for our lunch. So. Make mince and eggs on toast, beautiful. I still love a good mince mince in the morning. So if you're going, to, if you're going I'll tell you there's does a really good mince if you're in Taranaki is a is a cafe called Alexa.
0: Mince on toast?
5: Mince on toast, ah, one of the best I've, I've, I've had of in eggs. New Zealand. So if you're ever going down there and you want a nice mince on toast, go into Alexa and ask Shout for the out. mince on toast. Beautiful.
0: Love it. Um, there's a really, there's a good text here, very well constructed with lots of detail. I'm not going to read it all. It's a pretty much in essence. It's um, sausages, two people, lovely, beautiful.
5: It I will. I will, I will read the last bit. Though. That's what I was.
0: You read the last bit.
5: P.S. If your flatty's a vegetarian, you're going to have to go. You're going to have to go to chopping school. God help you. <laughs>
1: It's true. Joe, did you check if they were videos? No idea. I didn't really ask any questions about them. Like, I was just so concentrated on um, being fake and, and you know, being <laughs> <laughs> presenting myself well that I didn't even really... you to talk. Yeah, who am I living with?
0: Oh, this is great. This is a journey every single day. With Joe in the kitchen. Good morning, kempi, Kimpi, Louis, Aroha. Joe, you take that. Take a photo of that long one there. We're not going to read it out. Good morning, kempi, Kimpi, Louis, Aroha, in the kitchen. Joe, congrats on the flat, mate. Never miss my flatting days. Pumpkin soup and spag bowl both easy and make meals for more than one day. Do it right. I only cook two meals for the week. hundred percent. Um, here's an easy one for you that you will definitely not do, Joe. A bunch of carrots, a bunch of pumpkin, and just boil it down. And then just mulch it up in a um, like a NutriBullet and just have pumpkin soup with some cream
5: and some toast. But you, there's
0: no way you would ever eat that, is there?
1: Uh, mulch it down. Oh,
5: now you when you when you said pumpkin and carrots, you glossed them. Yeah,
0: I know. I knew I knew it would, but it's actually put make some some cumin, some cayenne pepper, spice it up a little bit, oh, a bit shit. of coriander on top, some sour cream. Can't beat it. Anything else? Double eight, double three. Send it through. Joe is uh, he's building a little recipe book. We're calling it Joe's Kitchen. Um, Joe's Dirt and... The New Zealand All-Whites, while they're up 1-0 against the Solomon Islands, 30 minutes through, I'm not too sure who it was on the score sheet, but they are playing with some excellent intensity. Joe Bell, not, not our Joe, the other Joe, out, the real Joe, out there playing with great intensity and vigour. Chris Wood into the referee early, making sure that his team make it through to that intercontinental playoff against Costa Rica. After this, it's Love loveracing.nz, and there's a lot to get through. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> S-E-N-Z, 26 and a half way from 7 o'clock, it was built to Iloma. He got the headed goal in for the all Whites. Our guy Bill, a fantastic bloke, and I'm so glad for him. And Tim Southey's picked up another one for the Kolkata Knight Riders. Yeah, great to see the old workhorse Tim Southey out there. His figures must be excellent. Two for 15 from 3.2 overs go on the lad 107 for 6 now, they need 22 of 16 but the wickets keep coming Southie with that patented cutter it stayed low and that's a fantastic keep a catch by the keeper behind the stumps low to his right, lots of live support on this morning, we'll keep you updated throughout the morning Baz's, Kolkata night Riders in a tight one, looking forward to seeing how that ends up uh, Deviled Sausages, Kimpi. You know you get those little Maggi packets And then you just make a bit of hot water um, Carrots again And onion And then just any cheap sausages Dice them up Put them in a slow cooker or in a pot And you can't go wrong But a mash as well
5: Bangers is a mash Never go wrong Ever Any type of sausages Just chuck them in a fried pan with some onions And cook them mate They're beautiful
1: What about mash? Isn't mash hard to do? Oh, Yes (sighs) It's difficult Turn your mic off (laughs)
0: Kens, can you take over his mic for the rest of the morning? I think he's.
5: I think it's gone to his head. It's that's a, it's called mesh, mate. You, you know mesh, like you can't get mesh wrong. Is mesh difficult?
0: Oh man! I tell you what's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> look at <look> Araha. <laughs> look, look at. Look at. Oh, it's it's like you if you just abused a potato, <laughs> and then you eat it. <laughs> rather than abusing us, these are. But like you know, even a three-year-old could do that for fun. You know, you oh, give it—got ah. no play doh? <laughs> give it a potato, then you eat it. It's daycare. I'm sorry, Joe. I did. It's daycare. Sorry, Joe. Good meal. Cut that! Cut that! You just think about yourself, Joe. All right, love racing.nz is your home for everything thoroughbred racing, news, reviews, previews, the whole lot, uh, and the thoroughbred code Kimpy. it's Thursday markets are open come on tell me we all had a fill up yesterday Victoria
5: Rock unbelievable I hope I hope everyone listened yesterday morning when it came out that you had spoken to our mate Jamie and his you know last week in New Zealand and what he had that was going to win for us down in Matamata yesterday and he said Victoria Rock mate I know everyone in the studio went straight to the tabie and got that dollar eighty before Paulie Moriarty got got to it and shut the markets. So I hope everyone got that dollar eighty. But if you saw that horse run yesterday, I'll tell you what: follow it in its next probably two starts.
0: Oh, 10. I mean, it might not win them all. Well, but it's gone through, through the
5: gr- well, well. Well, it's gone through the grades. <laughs> it ain't going to get beat. Yeah, it is a good horse.
0: Yeah, yeah, fully agree. Um, Turn me loose is on fire at the moment, and Rodney Schick was very proud of this one. Um, he told us to watch out for it. And man, it just, Opie just had to give it one little touch at the top of the straight and it just let down in superb fashion. So it was a great day yesterday. We also got uh, the lovely place money for Neighbourhood. It drifted and it was something to think, Whoa, why is the drift here? And then it fell out of the gates again last on the corner. This is another one to follow. It will win a race. Once they sort its barrier manners out, Neighbourhood for Lance O'Sullivan and Andrew Scott is going to be fantastic. This week in Kempi, Awapuni, Group 1 day down there for the Courtesy Ford two size Produce Stakes. Now, this is a weird one because you've got these horses, Dynastic. You've got these, this horse, Maven Bell. And uh, it's Mark Walker, the name next to the T down there on the training book. Jamie's done. So it's interesting. You still get Opie Boston on the top of Dynastic, though. I'm from barrier eight. It's a little bit wide in a small enough field. Um, it's It's definitely towards the outside. I don't think they're going to be too worried. They'll probably... Try and stay close enough, maybe midfield. Not going to be worried if they're um, sitting a little bit wide. Oh, just want some cover, I guess. And I think Opie will just expose Dynastic for one big booming run. Let him down like he did in the Caracamillion, and watch him go Wooshka. For, for Wolverine from Barrier 2... I'll be interested to see if Leith tries to really use this barrier. Same thing with Sam Weatherly uh, on Maven Bell. So Maven Bell is interesting here. Barrier 1 opened at $4 into $3.60 already. Now, from Barrier 1, I wonder if Sammy's going to try and get her out and get her to the top and try and dictate this. What That that will mean it's very interesting to see what Wolverine does. I don't know whether Leith will try and take a trail or whether he'll try to sit outside. Then you've got horses like Lickety Split that'll probably go back for cover, The here, White, uh, Angelus, and Dynastic. Again, if he can be about midfield with cover, maybe one off. Uh, I think Opie's going to let him down. And for two dollars fifty, I think you will see Dynastic starting closer to two dollars than that. That would be my best guess. Do you have a
5: lead here, Kimby? Oh, look, I think Dynastic. So I think that is probably the bit of the day down there in our oh, I don't know whether they'll team ride with Maven Bell coming no, out. No, definitely the, not. Out of the um, definitely not in a out of the problem. one. Um, but yeah, what you know? For me, you know, you couldn't go wrong if you just, I don't know, box up that trifecta and take it ten times. You probably get, you probably get a little bit of money back.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad point. Although you're kind of disrespecting if you do that lickety split the last start group one winner. So that's a funny one. Chris Woods just scored by the way, two the up. Um, just clinical Chris Wood header. He's just he's our top goal scorer forever, and it's going to be hard to catch him. He's a legend. Danny Hay, very very happy. Yep, it's a great race there, the group one. There's some really nice racing as well. Uh, here's another interesting one for you. And this is the last one I'll leave you with today because I've got to save you ammunition for tomorrow. Race number four, the Manawatu class- Classic for the three-year-olds at set weights over 2,000 metres. On the bubbles, we know what a fantastic horse on the bubbles is. Won the uh, Karaka Million. Actually, he's a brazen bow who trained brazen bow and took him to Royal Ascot, Chris Waller. Maybe we'll ask Chris Waller about it. No, he won't know. Of course he will. We won't ask him about it after 7 o'clock. Never gone past the mile. Stepping up to the 2,000 metres, it feels like this might be a bit exploratory, like a bit like let's figure out what on the bubbles can do ahead of next season. It's a group three. It's nice stakes money. Um, $2.10, too short to find out. Too short to find out if On The Bubbles can get the trip, especially when you have Pinarello, who SP'd something dominant in a derby behind La Creek, ran on for fifth that day, didn't get close as close as they would have thought, but that's a derby. Over 2,000 metres, remember here, so it's been freshened. $7.230, And Ling Zhongfeng was really, really, really impressive and behind Ruak. They both start here. Ling Zhongfeng, $9, $2.70. Ruak, $4.80, $1.80. I think you play around the favourite here. No disrespect on the Bubbles. He's a fantastic horse, but he's too short at the price. I'd be having an each-way ticket on Pillarello and Ling Zhongfeng uh, Zhongfeng at that price. And... um, just seeing whether On the Bubbles this time can make the distance. That would be my two plays early on, Dynastic, and the each way around Pinarello and Ling Zhong Fen. Anyway, that's enough, love, racing.nz. You're home for everything (laughs) thoroughbred racing. I could go all day, Kempe, you know that.
5: Yeah, I like it. We'll leave that for Saturday, mate, because we'll sit there and have a beer and hopefully fill our pockets up. Um, Look, I like what you say about On the Bubbles, unproven at 2400, so um, just take it easy on that one. If you're out there and, and you haven't, you're haven't, you thinking that on the bubbles might might get the win there, it's oh. an unproven distance at, that, um, yeah. at best. Definitely, and I'd wait for a drift to see if there is one.
0: Okay, Quizzy Dag, Izzy's not here, but Kempy's here, which means I'm your phone-a-friend, which means you're in trouble. Give us a call, we're going to need lots of you. 0800-150-811, Quizzy Dag up next. This is how you do it, Quizzy Dag, come play it. This is how we do it, Quizzy Dag, come play it. Quizzes on the line, just one at a time. Don't Google a lie, phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs,
2: T.I.B. with the prize, 50 bucks if you wise. If you're
0: wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it, this is how we do it. Quizzy, there, come play it, Quizzy, there,
2: come play it, 0800- 1
0: 5 Now give us a call. <laughs> no daggy, but that doesn't mean we don't have a quizzy dag. Let's get straight into it. Kempi the quizmaster. Brenton on the line. Morena, Brenton.
5: Hello, yeah, boys. Yeah, good, Brenton. Hey, good to hear from you this morning, mate. Let's crack into it. Which national team does yeah, Liverpool's most seller play for?
6: What
5: was that right? What which national team does Liverpool's most Salah play for? Oh,
2: so phone a friend, mate. <laughs>
5: oh,
0: um, yeah, okay. Toon uh, and Carmen.
1: What the <laughs> and Carmen? Ah, uh, we could say Italy. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Man, these are okay, honestly either, some of the best answers ever. Brenton or me have got our history way way wrong. Let's go to Jade Hey Jade, how you going,
3: brother?
5: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Hey, uh, which national team does Liverpool's most Salah play for? Egypt. Yeah, man.
0: You know, with the, you know, Brenton, you know, where those massive per- those massive rocks in the shape of a triangle.
5: Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. where's it? <laughs> talk, talk it looked- <laughs> <laughs> <You're okay. laughs> Alright Okay here's question number two uh, Barrett Popley Is it Popley? Yep Popley and which other cricketer scored a Northern District's record partnership of 334 in the Plunkett Shield yesterday?
7: Um, mm, 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 mm.
5: You put this on to keep mosquitoes away Repellent <laughs> oh, oh, I, can, can we give him that one <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: he's playing for the black caps come on come on mate no I can't think of his name mate no I'm out
7: sorry
5: <laughs> <laughs> alright moving on to Mark here we go you're sending some good texts this morning Mark oh, is it Richie or Mark
0: we are Richie we are Richie sorry Ritchie Ritchie Mark.
5: you're next up Richie um Barrett Popley is in which other cricket school a Northern District's record partnership of 334 in the Plunkett Shield yesterday
1: is it me it's Ritchie, you Richie Richie yep. that would be Jeet Ravel
0: yes it would
5: alright which college does Kiwi basketball prospect Sam Wonderberg play for oh Miami State yeah man. oh yeah yeah that was pretty good Miami yeah All right. Okay. Who was skipper of Team New Zealand yacht known as Black Magic in 1995's America's Cup? Nineteen ninety five America's Cup. Russell
8: Coates.
5: On a roll. On a roll. Sharp. And if you follow racing, this is a puck. This is this is a (laughs) lay down buzzer. A one foot puck. Okay. Don't get this one wrong. Ricky May is one of New Zealand's greatest drivers in which sport? it's Harness Racing for try. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good man, Richie. Yeah, it's, it's not MotoGP. <laughs> $50 bet for you, Richie. Who are you going to put it on?
8: Oh, I'll have to have a look. Listen to Louie. Mm. Phoenix yeah. came in for me last night. Oh, I was about to say, Richie.
0: Richie, I was about to say, the Knicks were unreal. 3-0. That, did you watch it by any chance? No, nah, I was watching the
8: Shane Warne Memorial oh. bit of-
0: how was that? A and bit emotional. Goals
8: kept coming up on the phone. Yeah, no, nah, that was good. Yeah,
0: incredible. How many? Like, how far his life reached? Right? Even the UN was there. Well, United Nations. They went on Ukraine. Yeah. Nah, not for
8: that. For he help was helping out with a wildlife project they're working on.
0: Oh. See, that's it. He's just every walk of life. Shane Warney kinda had connected with somebody different. Yeah, that's good stuff. And you're right. Well, shout out to the Phoenix. All right, Richie. Thanks for playing, mate. Oh, actually actually, Richie. We just had do you know what? Stay there, mate. You're getting another one of these.
5: That's right. Because we had we had we had a double up from yesterday, didn't we? It was a rollover.
0: That's a hundred bucks
5: he's you to go buy a lot of tickets. Go and put some thought into it, Richie, because you can make some money this weekend.
0: That's a proper, that's a proper ticket. All right, see you, Richie. Okay, thank you. See you, mate. Big time. Oh. Unfortunately, uh the Calcutta Knight Riders have just been downed by Denish Kartik there, uh, and Mike Hessens, which is good for Hess. Good to see another Kiwi up in the in the winner's circle. They've just downed Bears' Calcutta Knight Riders. Right at their death though, uh, I don't think Bears will be worried. He'd be saying, Ah oh, boys, we took them close, we'll get them next time. Half time in the All Whites game it's two nil and Richie's nabbed himself a hundred bucks. That is lovely. After this, well Richie might want to have a punt on the Greyhounds. And we are gonna go on our Greyhound charity run. Shortly on Baz Izzy for Breakfast. It is seven away from seven.
8: It's the great Greyhound Racing New Zealand charity run.
0: It certainly is. Two minutes from seven, Baz Izzy for Breakfast. And we love our dogs, they love to race. Grnz.co.nz you go find all your f- uh, go find all your fields, everything you need up there. Also, go check out Greyhound Racing New Zealand. Uh, I love Greyhounds' our Facebook page. They're doing a bunch of great features on their industry participants where really they're trying to pump their people up, which is awesome. I'll tell you what we're trying to pump up, Kimpy. is that, well, our girl, Opal Wajina, flashed home late over 457 metres in a good C5 field at Southland and is very well placed, they tell me, by some great North Cantabrians... Uh, Dave Fahey, and I—I I, look anything with a Fahey next to it at Addington. You got to think is a chance right there. Now it's number four. It's in the blue bib tonight. Race eight at Addington. Um, it's a nice. It's a st- It's a stakes race. Look, I'm I'm very excited here. I think Apawagena uh, with my very limited uh, harness racing greyhound racing knowledge. Is a proper, proper chance. Fastest time of 29 seconds, 7.7 seconds, 76. Uh, loves the track, lots of wins at the track, all its wins have come at the track even. And I think over the middle distance tonight, tonight I think the Fahys have found a race for Opawa Gina to be winning $3, $1.30. That is our Greyhound racing charity drive, charity run tip. For this week, Race A at Addington with Greyhound Racing New Zealand. And, of course, all proceeds go towards the Child Cancer Foundation. So, so proud to be able to represent them on our Greyhound Racing charity run. Pacing for purpose later in the show as well, but up after 7 o'clock. Oh, wow. You know my opinion on this. He might be our most decorated sporting coach. He's a trainer. It's Chris Waller. Nature Strip, TJ Smith. Does he win it? We'll find out. Don't go anywhere. 7am. Here's Anhalt the news for Kubota.
3: Shop the Quest Nutrition Range at Chemist Warehouse. Starting from $3.49, now 20% off.
4: This is Baz and Izzy for Breakfast on SENZ.
0: SENZ, three and a half minutes past 7am this morning. The All Whites at battle with the Solomon Islands are doing a pretty good job of it. 2-0 up just after halftime. Punching their ticket to play Costa Rica for a chance to go to Qatar. The road to Qatar, Fred de Jong after 8am. 7.40 this morning. We're going to be talking all things rugby league. And the Warriors, start thinking about this. Should the Warriors play every home game next year? Every game available, should it be played in New Zealand? Start thinking about this because we're going to take your calls at 7.40 this morning. Anything in RL, but in particular the Warriors and what they should do next year. I want to hear from you. I've got an interesting concept about Billy Slater as well. Um, There's plenty more to get through, including my take on the America's Cup. I've polished that off overnight. And I've kind of come back with it. And I think I've got a pretty good read on this one now. So I'll give you that. It's been an interesting topic, or it's been an interesting one to watch play out in the media over the last 24 hours. Lots of different opinions. Always lots of differing opinions around the America's Cup. A lot of negativity, a lot of criticism, as we always seem to get. And that's okay. I've just had my McCafe coffee delivered. So... Uh, I'm kind of ready to tackle it now. I think I'm ready to get into it, Kempy. I, I was just waiting until I had a little bit more pep, but you won't be surprised that I spent a lot of time thinking about this over the last 24 hours.
5: No, not... <laughs> Mate, you you spent a lot of time thinking about a lot of things, Louis. It's, you know, why are you, why are you so good at your job? Um, but, yeah, I guess, you know, you've got a good morning lined up for us this morning with the likes of Chris Waller. You can pick his brains. I know you love, love um, racing and talking racing especially to to Dollar Dollar, Mr Waller. (laughs) Um, I'm really interested in the rugby league, mate. You know, like some of the conversations you had with me over the last couple of days about the Warriors and and rugby league in general... Um, has really got my taste buds going. On. Fred, Fred DeJong, mate, he's a good bloke. I, I love talking to him.
0: Yeah, Fred, and he's up after eight o'clock this morning as well. So there's lots of us, lots to get through. We'll get into that dis- discussion about rugby league later on. We want you to be a part of it. But right now, uh, it's always an absolute privilege and a pleasure to be able to cross the ditch and catch up with one of our finest exports, sports, racing or otherwise. It's uh, the first weekend of the championships this weekend over in Sydney. We see Nature Strip go around for the, a good friend of SCNZ and everything New Zealand, Steve Hansen. And it's Chris Waller, Master Trainer on the line. It's great to catch up with you, Chris. Morning to you.
4: Good morning, boys. Pleasure to be with you.
0: Awesome. Awesome. It's great to have you on. Hey, um, lots going on for you at the moment. I know you're inspecting yearlings. You've got you're right in the middle of an autumn campaign with all your stars out. You're juggling lots of different hats, so just probably business as usual.
4: Uh, yes, and trying to keep our feet dry. It's been so wet over here. Uh, if you think it gets wet in New Zealand, think again, because it's just, it's just been endless amounts of rain over the last month, even the last two months. We've had about a metre of rain in the last three weeks alone. So Wow. Yeah, it's been quite a testing time, and uh, especially when you're, you're training a team, whether it be a footy team or whether it be horses, because it's uh, certainly a very challenging
0: I you know I can only imagine you try and time your you know what a horse needs for the right track conditions and in autumn it's you know it's known that Sydney does get wet, but has it been an anomaly this year? Has it been hard to even place your wet trackers?
3: Yeah, it
4: has yep and um like Nature strip's a good example he's a he's one of the fastest horses in the world, and he so you yeah, basically he's all about speed and then you put a, a deep track in front of him. And uh, it slows them right down. It changes, I guess, the dynamics of the horse. And and it calls for a lot more stamina rather than speed. So uh, you just can't change them overnight. They're not set up to to run this way. And as a result, you get some different results. So it's a little bit frustrating from that perspective, especially with mate district.
5: Yeah, Chris, hey, it's Kempe here, mate. Um, good to talk to you. Hey, just uh yes, you got a you got a few going up to the the northern hemisphere um, very shortly. How far you know? How far out and how much time goes into preparing that international raid?
4: Um, it's basically it probably similar to the footy team. You've you've still got to concentrate on your champion for the end of the season games. Um, so once you get to the end of the season, you then say, right. Um, what can we do to be in the best possible condition to prepare for that tour? So uh, very similar horses and athletes. And with the likes of Nature Strip, he will, um, he will regroup after Saturday's race and say, right, middle of June's when he's expected to be in England. And what do we do in terms of giving him some downtime? Because that's so important. Like athletes, they have a few little niggles that just need sorting out, as well as the mental side of things. We've just given them a complete break. They don't have Mad Monday like you footy players. But, um, <laughs> they like a few quiet days. All the fact, jockeys. Just like, yeah, all the jockeys. They just like going out into the paddock and, and chilling out. And, and they're basically just fed high power grain the whole time. So we just get them back on some grass and go back to basics and then build them up from there. Um, work out what we need to do to, to get them right. And the other horse that we might take is Home Affairs. He's already in that zone at the moment. We chose to pull up stumps after his last run, and he's he's going to be a couple of weeks ahead of Nature's Trip, and hopefully we'll get Home Affairs and Nature Strip in front of the Queen mid-June, and it'll be a great spectacle for uh, representing Australia and New Zealand.
0: I want to ask you about the Queen in a second, Chris, because there's a pretty cool story going on in your barn at the moment. But on Nature Strip in particular, because it has been tricky with the weather and, and this goal of wanting to get him over there, what do you want to see from him this weekend in the TJ? And then what do you need to see from him?
4: Um, just hold his form. So, again, going back to um, athletes, have still got to be at, the, at their peak, um, I guess, when they start to come down, they're still race smart and they've still got the confidence of a good horse. But you want to be taking them when they're still still pretty good. So I just want to see him run well, come through the race safely. And um, we might even have to assess how like how he's going in terms of the wet track because if he doesn't perform up to his best, is it the wet track? Or is it, um, So a bit of a juggling act. But you want to take a horse that's going to represent you well.
5: Mm. Yeah, oh, it's some good information for this weekend, Chris. Hey, there's a bit of a debate going on here whether you're a league man or a union man, <laughs> you know. And and you are in what quite often. Who do you support, Sydney City or, or the Rus- or or South Sydney?
4: Uh, I'm on Parramatta and Warriors still. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see, mate. There we go. Yeah, He's funny. a league man.
5: He's yeah. a league man. There <laughs> right, are, there uh, are uh, growth come- days, <laughs> but um,
4: yeah, Super Rugby over here doesn't get much of a shout unless the Waratahs are winning. When the Waratahs are winning, um, it's in papers. Um, when they're not winning, you don't get much much airtime. So, uh, and they, the Aussies, they just give up real quick on the Wallabies, as they turn quick on them. Even if they win, they, they, I think they, I think they need to win sort of like two years in a row before the Wallabies will never get back. In terms of um, one of the great sports still here in Australia,
0: <laughs> that's right. And and you, at the moment, while well, well, our beloved All Blacks, Chris, are just going through a bit of a flat period, you'd think they'd be up and about, but it's it's a tough ask to get them passionate. Hey, we mentioned the Queen. Um, look, this is this is a pretty cool story. So you're training a, a horse for Her Majesty at the moment, aren't you? And it actually ran third, and we've got to give the good Taranaki horse um, No Compromise a shout-out, but it ran him behind No Compromise in the Queen's race. So Chalk Street, this whole experience, has it been surreal? You know, know, saddling one up in the Queen's famous colours?
4: Yeah, it has been. Um, And that's what sport does to you or to people. Um, It gets you noticed, and um, every sport captures the imagination of different people, and Queen loves racing, it's as simple as that. So I've had the chance to meet her a couple of times and um, even spent a day in her company, which was quite fantastic. And the flow on from that was she's given us a horse to train. And yeah, As you said, he ran a couple of weeks ago, ran third, and he's in again tomorrow as well, Chalk Stream. So um be nice to be able to get uh, a winner for Her Majesty at some stage soon.
5: Hey Chris, there's a just a, a question. I just want to sort of ask what your thoughts are on it. Um, with JMac being regarded as the world's best jockey this year in the rankings, uh, in and around the Halberg Awards, and yourself being a you know phenomenal trainer and one of our best, I'll put it up there with the coaches of the the Steve Hansons and and the um, and the likes. What do what are your thoughts on high performance um, sport in New Zealand recognizing racing as a as a sport rather than just a um, a bunch of people training horses going around um, in yeah. Sydney or the world. What, what do you think?
4: Um, I think it's yeah, it's great to be recognised, and I think it's so good for the future of the sport because um, um, it's just stood the test of time, and we've been through challenges like every other sport. And being being um, noticed for the right reasons is so good. So, I guess in my perspective, it's a little bit different. Um, I can't coach fight. You can't coach five forty teams, but basically I've got four stables in Australia, so the bigger do get noticed. Um, I'm more proud of my where I've come from and 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 where I've got to more so than my current achievements because it's simply done on numbers now, and I get the better horses to train. But yeah, getting getting through to that level like James has done in the last five years. Um, is pretty special so yeah, it's good to be noticed and there's so many similarities as we touched on performing uh, performing at a high level and with horses or athletes and and this day and age um, yeah the mental side of of horses is just as important as people mental health keeping them happy um, from a welfare perspective and a performance perspective so there's lots of challenges there and it'd be great to be able to show as many as we can behind the scenes as, as to what we do to achieve that.
5: Hey, so on that, Chris, I just, I've got to ask a question. Have you been asked to go in and, and talk to like an NRL team or a sports team in and around that, that uh, aspect?
4: Yeah, I have been a couple of times, yeah. Um, I've come out and won premierships too. <laughs> just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope
5: everyone in New Zealand, especially High Performance New Zealand, are listening.
4: I pick my mark, go would check out their form and see what's going on before I go talk to them. <laughs> you, did, you didn't fly
0: over and head down to Mount Smart, obviously. <laughs> hey, a couple of real quick ones before we let you get back to your, your morning, Chris. Um, look, you know that you are, your story is aspirational for young Kiwi trainers, so there's a couple of New Zealand trainers I just want to quickly ask you about. On one side, it's Murray Baker signing off. Um, Regal line, no doubt you would have seen that, and lines up in the derby is an absolute chance. And then we've got Jamie Richards, who's finishing up with Tiako and heading up to Hong Kong. And you know, you would have seen that he's spoken about you as an inspiration for a, a lot of the time. So two ends of their careers, but I'm sure you're proud and um, proud of what those two Kiwis have been able to achieve.
4: Yeah, very much so. And uh, Murray Baker, being from Central Districts, um, yeah, I followed him all the way through since I was a young lad, and and um, what he's done, and and how he's remo- admired from from afar especially from Australia, um, and Saturday's a good example. He like, brings over inferior horses in terms of form and performance, and he just gets them to lift and peak at the right time. So he's one of the all-time greats, and, um, Saturday, it's, and Jamie, he's, what he's done in a short time is remarkable. He's, um, he's just achieved so many great results and, and done it year in, year out. Uh, from a young age, he's got a gift with a horse, and he'll do very well. And Hong Kong and 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 beyond that as well.
0: Awesome! Now it's great to get your thoughts on that. All right, chalk streams right in the market. Tommy Berry up from a good draw. Is there anything else we could ever have an each way on this weekend? With, with uh,
4: stuff? Oh, honestly, yeah, I think you've got them. Yeah, stick to stick to those couple. It's a really tough weekend, and I'm looking forward to the following weekend. Particularly, we'll have very elegant back in the Queen Elizabeth. Yep. Uh, we've got a couple of really good fillies that'll be running in the Oaks, and we'll be very strong in the Sydney Cup, so we won't have a buy this weekend, and hopefully Nature Strip stands up but we'll be much stronger next weekend
0: Awesome, awesome Chris, thanks for the information Great to catch up with you as always, and all the best thanks, for the guys. next couple of weeks. Good
5: to talk Chris Talk to you later,
0: bye. Yeah, there you go, Chris Waller Master Trainer, super thoughtful guy, you'd be impressed about the way you can talk about racing in com- comparison to sport, Kempe?
5: Oh, 100% You yeah, know, Those questions on the on the tip of my tongue you know um, ever since you put the name down on the sheet yesterday you say that we're talking to Chris Waller I just wanted to see the transference of of, um, I don't want to see it I wanted to hear it of the transference of his thoughts into a sports team and I had to ask the question have you been asked to go and talk to sports teams and you know I, I I love the answer and they've won you know what I mean like Seriously, I hope Cameron George is listening. Cameron George is a horseman. Go and and tap up Chris Waller, mate. Get him to come in and talk to the Warriors. You couldn't do any worse than that. He's got such a good mind, and I'm pretty sure the boys would love to hit him up for a couple of tips as well.
0: I think just... Judging of what Chris said, they might need to get a couple of dubs on the sheet first. I <laughs> think they need to turn their, it's kind of like there's a level you go to. You don't just go to, the, the, the spooners can't just go to Chris Waller and ask. It's it's not a rector, it's a rectoration project. It's how to get that last yeah, little bit of you excellence gotta, you out gotta, of you got
5: to eat the entree before you get to the main meal. You know, be, one thing that
0: blows me away every time we talk to Chris Waller is how grounded he is and where he's come from. And you would just assume that the things he's most proud of, proudest of are winning the Melbourne Cup. Uh, well, I mean, I know the, the Wink story was so hard because there was so much pressure, but winning the Melbourne Cup, winning the Vinery um, that he did on Monday with Fangirl, you'd think that those group ones are the things he's most proud of. But he's humble enough and an honest enough Kiwi to be able to say, well, look, I get the best horses. It's a sheer numbers game. I have four barns. I've got the quantity and the quality I'm going to do well. The thing I'm most proud about is where I've come from. 100%. And that's what I love being recognised. And that's when the thing I get most proud of, most satisfaction is when people recognise where I've come from, which is Waverley. Uh, he's just a dairy farmer, right? And,
5: and he's, he's from the central districts, you C- know what I mean?
0: CD, and he's come through and he's taken out, he's gone out on a limb and, and that's what he's done. And um, I, I think that really is kind of testament to the sort of man he is.
5: Look, I, I, and I think you'll get that from most you know, especially high performance um, people with humility will always talk about where they come from, and they'll never forget where they came from. And you know that that small place that you started at it don't it doesn't matter whether um, you're know, Chris Waller or, or Dan Carter is the place you'll always remember that gave you your start and and kicked you off on your journey. Like, and he's dead right. When you get to the top, you don't forget about how you got there, and that's what Chris Waller's like. He's just saying. Mate, I I remember the you know the early starts and doing it tough and you know tr- just dreaming about being in Sydney and and, and racing at the biggest stadiums in the world. And now look, I'm racing horses for the Queen. You know um, what dreams are made of. So uh, like I mean, well, I don't I don't want to harp on about it, but the racing people are so similar to um, the league people. They're just the humility is unbelievable.
0: It is it, very well said. And and the the last thing I'll just point out, he still is the first to a stable every morning.
5: Well, of course, you know, because he's he's been brought up right. You know, Alan talks about this all the time. You know, like, although although times have changed, they just you you sort of don't forget what you've been taught. No, you don't. And Chris Chris is one of those blokes, mate. Of course, he's first. He, He wants to make sure that everyone's, you know, a great leader leads by example
0: bang on, and he doesn't want those standards to be dropped. Awesome to catch up with Chris Waller, uh, even if you're not right into your racing, I hope you can find something in that that is interesting. Chris Wood shock has scored another one. 4-0 up the all-whites go. Some lovely fan mail coming through on the text line. Keep it coming. Double eight, double three, eight 800 Give me a call. Let me know what you think. Honestly. 21.5 past 7 o'clock. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Hey, Joe. Just for you, brother. Just for you, mate, because people are coming through thick and fast. Joe, recipe tin. Recipe underscore tin. Follow on Instagram. Plenty of beginners dinners, including bangers and abused potatoes. (laughs) I love it. You've moved it. You've got a new flat. Now you need to hold the standards. So you need to go and find some recipes. Double eight, double three. any simple flatting recipes for our man Joey in the kitchen. It is ironic we say he's in the kitchen because... He's got two left feet for hands as far as the kitchen goes. So help him out. Send through what you would be cooking if you were our man. Joe Kimpy. I thought about this long and hard throughout the day yesterday. Um, you made some excellent points around the America's Cup. I thought I made some all right ones. And not everyone's always right. And, you know, when you're processing something like that in the moment, you're trying to try and be as fair as possible because quite often you, your initial visceral reaction can be just that. It can be quite visceral and, and not too clear When I went and thought about it Later in the day And I kind of thought about exactly what was going on here And who was in the wrong I realised actually no one was in the wrong What I realised what's going on with Emirates Team New Zealand and the America's Cup Is the competition is going through A transition period And Emirates Team New Zealand And Grant Dalton are breaking up with New Zealand And that is fine That is 100% Their prerogative Exactly as Kevin Shoebridge told me it's not about hosting the cup in New Zealand. Their mandate is to win the cup. And that's because they're not a New Zealand team anymore. It's not Sir Peter Blake, it's not Sir Russell Coots on Black Magic, it's not nineteen ninety-five. Sport is brutally professional, it's brutally brutally private, and the people they're contesting against aren't other teams in the Olympics. They are Formula One type race car outfits. So what we need to realise they're breaking up with us for something new, which is unconditional money to win, which is fine. That's their choice. But now they need to read the room and they can't insult New Zealand sports fans and former Team New Zealand fans by keeping the imagery and using the team name and pretending to be the representative of New Zealand because that's not what they're doing. And that's fine. So no one's in the wrong. It's a changing of the time. And the America's Cup is going to go through a phase, and I think we need to look at it like we look at Formula
5: One. Louis Litt, is that your, is that your argument, Mr. Litt?
0: It's not an argument, it's my summation. Man, I'm,
5: I'm going to hire Lady Deborah Chambers, and if you're breaking up with me, I want 50% of it all back in my pocket. Everything that you've shared with me, you married me, you wanted me, you took me to the cleaners, and now you're leaving me for a, an Italian supermodel. So yeah. that's, that's where the of taste will so come from. So fine, I agree with you. Fine. But give me my 50% back.
0: Well, unfortunately, this isn't a marriage breakup. <laughs> so the analogy runs dry. It runs to rocks. They don't have to give us anything. It is a
5: marriage. It is, seriously, it is a marriage it, breakup. It is, It is, right? is called Team Emirates New Zealand. It was sold to New Zealanders. It was actually sold to the public
3: well, because the public paid. And-
5: for them to stay here in Auckland with the belief that it was going to be our cup for years to come. But as Kevin push, pushed out yesterday, even before the first boat sailed, they were thinking about where they were taking it next. We should have known that. We, I wonder if that was in the proposal right at the beginning when they got the $200 million. I,
0: I think if you looked hard enough, you would have figured it out. Two questions, Kimpy. How soon do they have to start paying rent on the event centre down on the waterfront that, oh, they've, had, they've, that they've had for free since 2018? Because that's cost about $13 million that they've had. And secondly, what happens if they don't win the cup? Well, How do they fund their regime? I, do you know what I think? I think Grant Dalton moves on and I think it's a reset. And I think, and I encourage any sailing fan, if you want it to be Emirates Team New Zealand, it's not. Break up with them now. Do what Joe's doing. Delete Instagram off your phone and stop thinking about them because you're just going to upset yourself. And I
5: think that's what's going to happen. I think I think, so. I think everyone's moved moved on. You know, now that we really know what it is, which is a, a privileged sport for people to make plenty of money out of and worried more about money than they are about the public opinion. Then fine, move on. And I think everyone will move on. Mate, seriously, like who's going to get up at three o'clock in the morning and watch it? Because I ain't.
0: And that's fine. Delete Instagram, stop worrying about it. Don't wake up in cold sweats, Joe. It's fine. We will find another sailing team to care about one day. 29 away from 8 this morning. Araha with the news for Kubota together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Rugby League coming up after that. 0800 150 811. We want and we need you. Here is Araha. <laughs> CNZ 26 away from eight this morning. Baz, is he for breakfast? Is he a bit crook this morning? So he's not in the pool house. We're just left with the cutout of him. Baz, while well, his night Riders just went down in a close one, it was Dinesh Kartik, former night Rider, getting it done for Mike Hesson's Royal Challengers Bangalore. Last night, it was all about Warney. One Indian cricket great, Sashin Tendulkar, gave a very stirring tribute.
1: Warney. I remember was always extremely competitive and did everything possible to disturb opposition, to dismiss them. But when someone batted well, he was the first one to walk up to you and congratulate. That is how our friendship and respect for each other developed. Morning, my friend, I will miss you. I'll miss you big time. You Continue to live in my heart. May your soul rest in peace.
0: Sarshan Tindalka, among many, you heard it on the SCN uh, app, of course, on SCNZ as well, uh, Stephen Fleming, Ed Sheeran, Chris Martin, his reach went so, so far. Chris Waller this morning, yeah, the great one. Chris Waller tuned in to Baz and Izzy for breakfast to chat to Kempe and myself. And, of course, there had to be an NRL tie-in for Tony Kemp.
4: Yeah, I have been a couple of times, yeah. Um, I've come out and won premierships, too. I'd pick my mark, I'd check out their form and see what's
8: going on before <laughs> I go and talk to them.
0: Uh, yeah, Chris definitely has been in to talk to some NRL teams. dollar $1, one
5: roosters? Uh, look, I, I love it when he said he supported Parramatta too, you know, like... Um, well, it obviously wasn't them. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, well... Rabbits? The Roosters sit right on top of Renwick, as you know. Yes. But they train right next door and yes. the Roosters you could throw a cricket ball and hit the uh, hit the so uh, his, rabbits. He's
0: based out at Rose Hill, remember. What's out there?
5: Parramatta. So and it's not them. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> we'll get and to it's the bo- definitely
5: not the West Tigers. <laughs> we'll get
0: we'll get to the bottom of who Chris Waller went has spoke to.
5: Oh, um, you know who it is, mate. It's West. Who else is at West? Penrith.
0: Okay. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Yes, just quietly. Just, uh, yes, that could be it indeed. Hey, um, the Phoenix last night, watch, while the All Whites are up 4-0 and cruising through in their playoff final against Solomon Islands, the Phoenix went really well. Tim is on oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven the Kennards Hire phone line out of Christchurch. How good were the Phoenix last night, Timmy? Yeah, pretty good, mate. I didn't actually
2: catch too much of it, but they, uh, they're looking sharp.
0: So three 0 against Brisbane, and with a lot of their players away on international duty, what does that say about the team to you?
2: Well oh, man, like well, from where they started to where they are now, like it's chalk and cheese, you know. And I think they like everyone's stepping on them, but you know, I, I was, if you look at the table, we're we, we've got three games in hand um, on Adelaide, and we're only one point behind them, you know. So if we get those three games, we're right up with the top two
0: teams. It's a great point, and you know Ufuk Tale is getting coach of the year consideration now, as he should be. Uh, the All Whites four 0 over Solomon Islands, mate. Costa Rica in the Intercontinental Playoff. You are you backing the yeah. boys in? You think they've got a chance?
2: Oh, it'll still be tough, you know. Like we 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 go into this game every four years, and the la- last time we got towed up. But um, you know they're, they're playing pretty well, and they've got a good balance of guys like Chris Wood have been around forever, and then some young up and comers and. And all those kids that are playing over in, in Europe now, like um, Singh and
0: uh, the Italian boy as well, you know, like, it's yep. just so good for New Zealand football. Nah, bang on. Liberato, Kakashi, Joe Bell. It's, just, it's great to have these guys offshore, isn't it? Awesome. Appreciate your call, Tim. We'll talk again. Cheers, boys. All right. Be like Tim. Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Warriors are about to play the Broncos this weekend. It's essentially must win. And next year, well, they're going to be able to come home. Should they play all of their games at home? Is this something the NRL should look into? Is this something that the other NRL clubs should come out off their own bat and look to organise? We're going to talk about it. We're going to debate it. Kempi is coming off the back fence after this. We're 22 minutes away from 8. Baz and Izzy for
4: breakfast.
3: Best nutrition range at Chemist Warehouse. Starting from $3.49, now 20% off.
4: You're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ.
0: 17 away from 8 o'clock this morning. All right, the Kennard Tire phone line, 800 150 Our beloved Warriors. And before you have a crack at us, say that we want to slag them off, just know that they are our beloved Warriors. They play the Broncos this weekend. It's as close to as must-win as possible. Next year, they will be able to come home. Cameron George, well, he's 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 doing something that I believe is smart. He's starting, and he's been doing it for a while, to run the rhetoric that they should get 24 or so home games next year. Every game, the Warriors... that should play next year should be in New Zealand and the prerogative should be on the other NRL clubs to do it and take the games around different parts of New Zealand because the Warriors can't have all home games. So it's up to the other NRL clubs to look at it. And hey, New Zealand needs to open up, tourism benefits, show Rugby League to small parts of New Zealand, take games to Dunedin, Christchurch, Wellington, take games to Hawke's Bay. And I love it. I think Cam. I think Cam George is onto something here, and I appreciate that he's putting it out and floating it in the media. Kimpy, do you agree?
5: Oh, look, I, in essence, I do agree. I, oh, look, I, I do agree. I think what needs to be understood though is that you know the other teams, even though they are based in Aussie, have had to sacrifice a hell of a lot too, and, and to ask them to sacrifice a home in a franchise situation, a home game, um, has some accountability issues that. Um, of dollars and cents so yeah, you're dead right around tourism the councils can, can get in behind this in New Zealand and support these teams coming over and, and, and possibly have 24 rounds of football in New Zealand but I just think personally that Cameron's only touching on um, what could be a bigger picture for New Zealand and be a, be a catalyst of bringing the game out of the out of the um, dungeon in New Zealand on the back of what they've done over the last three years by, by spending uh, this COVID period in Australia. What New Zealand has at the moment, as far as rugby league goes, is a game on life support. We're on life support here. Our heart, we 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 there's defibrillators going around every every day uh, across bad? New Zealand. It's that bad. What Cameron has with the Warriors is an opportunity to talk to the NRL about creating a pathway um, and a a competition in Auckland. I'm not talking about New Zealand in Auckland to rival Queensland and New South Wales cups. So if you think about it from the New Zealand Warriors' perspective, one of the biggest problems they got is development, all right? So they can't develop players to stay in New Zealand. Players are leaving their country... Or well, retaining t- perspective talent. Re- exactly. So they're, they're leaving to head overseas, to play in schools, which is where the, the, the loss of the pathway starts, and eventually going on to play. If you look at James um, Luai, for, um, for instance at Penrith, um, came through a New Zealand system. Uh, James Tomololo is another prime example. Went over there as a 14-year-old. Mel Meninga tried to sign him for Queensland, and he's ended up playing for Tonga, you know what I mean? So the pathways are really confusing, but it it doesn't help in New Zealand when we've got nothing for our kids. So I think the, con- the conversation in and around having 24 games needs to be expanded, and it needs to be expanded with the NRL to say, well, it's not just about 24 games. It's about building a pathway in New Zealand and financing it to make sure that we can keep our players, especially our kids in here in New Zealand, to come through a pathway and play for the Warriors. That's the long term view, mate. Not a short term 24 game, one year view.
0: So, what you're saying is the Warriors have built up equity here and it's about using it in the most uh, beneficial way, not just for the immediate future but for the long-term jevity and longevity of the game. Richie's on 0800 150 811. I'd love to know what you think. Is 24 home games in a row actually just going to do that? Is that what the game needs, a shot in the arm, or do you think bigger picture like Kempe? Give us a call now. Richie, whereabouts are you around the country, man?
7: Mate, I'm I'm in Wellington now. I've just moved up from Christchurch, so I've moved back to the capital. Awesome. where, Where I started my league.
0: Yeah, nice. Would you love to see the Warriors down there for a couple of games?
7: Oh, mate, what a what. But I'd also love to see uh, a few other teams. Like, I'd love to see Melbourne take on the Panthers in, in Wellington. Bring, you know, don't just bring the Warriors over. Bring bring a couple of the other games over as well. You know, if the Warriors can't play at home, bring another another
5: couple of teams over.
7: Yeah, you know, I, I think you're going to get bigger gr- crowds as well. And I totally agree with what Kempi was saying. Yeah. We need to regrow the league.
5: Yeah, and I think that's a, and that, that's a valid, that's a really valid point. It isn't just a, you know, if, if we're going to have this insulated view which we've had for years in and around just the Warriors, we're never going to grow the game in New Zealand. Um, and you're right, you know, if you're going to bring games to New Zealand, bring other NRL games bring other NRL games and, and help develop those pathways so that people can actually see that there is an opportunity not just for the Warriors but to play in the NRL and it's showcased across the board as a national game. It's called the National Rugby League so um, really, really good response there Richie in and around taking games and other games other than the Warriors to the big centres.
7: Well, and I also think you could bring the um, the Women's League game over, Double hitters. Imagine that, you know, oh, yeah. I love watching the women play, you know, it's it just brings a different aspect and, you know, sometimes I'd rather watch the women play than the men because they're out there to make, trying to make a career out of it for themselves and some of the hits, you know, they just bounce back up and you get hit in the men's game and you see them lie down for two or three minutes you know, it's, I did look a little bit like soccer trying
0: to, trying to <laughs> get the penalty. <laughs> I, do, I know exactly what you're saying, Richie. Um, appreciate your call. We see you listening on 7/11 a 7-Eleven AM down there in the capital. Let's take some league down to see Richie and the Fano in the, the capital. Awesome stuff, man. We'll talk again. And, and you know what? Richie's right, Kempe, about the women's game. There is a more, there's this level of genuineness around the women's game, and it's the same with women's rugby, and it's because it hasn't been overexposed professionally, um, and you get that more. And he's right. They bounce off the ground. There's that real zest for the game. Do you think taking games around the country, wouldn't that contribute to what you're saying and big picture? Do you not think getting the regions a shot in the arm with exposure to the NRL would help pathways long-term?
5: Oh, look... Having the having the Warriors back in New Zealand and having them winning, especially, is massive for the game of rugby league. But it doesn't save it doesn't save the game, and it doesn't it doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't fix the 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 problem that we have with the defibrillator coming out every day. You know what we got to do is we've got to have a long term strategy in and around what fixes our game. If you know, people. People say they, you know, look at New Zealanders for instance, Louis. They love state of origin. How many people say I'm am maroon, I'm blue? You know what I mean? The confuse Kiwi that love state of origin. The reason they love state of origin is because they've got an attachment to the game. Mm. All right, in New Zealand we don't have an attachment to a club or or a state. And what Auckland can be for New Zealand is the third state. Not New Zealand as a third state, but the Auckland Rugby League because. Auckland Rugby League has 54% of the participation playing here. They have pathways, they've got kids, they're in schools, competitions, and what the NRL do, they spend $20 million at Queensland, New South Wales, they should throw this, not that much, you you throw a quarter of that at Auckland Rugby League and you've got a decent pathway and an Auckland Cup that represents the Queensland Cup or the New South Wales Cup, and competes for them, which allows the Warriors to put their development players through.
0: I hear you, Kempe. Uh, the Tampa bed post text machine's lighting up. Chris, what about moving the Magic round to New Zealand? Yep, 100%. That's something that you should definitely be asking for. But we saw the Nines come over here. It's That's a short-term thing. That is something that is a shot in the arm, but it's not a long-term solution. Kempi, after this, think about this one. What part does winning at the high-performance level have on salv- salvaging the game at age grade and pathway level because I watched Simon Mannering last night with Monty Beetham on his his great show on Sky Sport and Simon Mannering said the thing that got him over the line to sign his last contract was the prospect of winning an NRL premiership and at that top level, winning and performing was what was holding Simon Mannering into the game, pretty much keeping him only into the game. Is that reflective of those at the lower levels? I want you to give your answer after this. And you on 0800 come through and tell me. I'm genuinely curious. Eight minutes from eight, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> Hey Costa Rica, watch out because the All Whites are coming for you. 5-0. The Oceania uh, qualifying tournament done and dusted. Fred de Jong up after 8 o'clock to analyse that. He's just jumping off here with Sky Sport. Now, I'm a huge Canberra Raiders fan. I'd love to go to Sky Stadium in Wellington to watch one of their games and do the Viking clap. Of course you would. Absolutely. And there's another great text from Brad we'll get to in a minute. But Kimpy, how much does winning and high-performance success contribute to that engagement at the pathway level?
5: Well, it's it's everything really for an NRL club because you're you know a CEO that's under pressure and a coach that's under pressure every every day of the week until you get an NRL grand final win and it, and it's it's been shown before even if you get the teams to a, to a finals you don't you know it doesn't save your job so NRL franchises are, are governed by winning competitions the people inside them especially the Warriors how many coaches have they been through how many um, CEOs have they been through how many players do they go through um, all in the, in the hope of winning a competition so it's the pinnacle of an NRL franchise but we're not talking about that what we're talking about is getting it to the pinnacle aren't we
0: so but is, is it chicken egg does the front office have to be in order for you to have that retain that talent and pathway because another thing Simon Mannering said is that when he was at his 100%. worst he stretched himself too thin because he was worrying about what was going on in the office which he shouldn't well, be worrying about
5: which he shouldn't be no, and that's you know, you shouldn't be worrying about what your CEO's doing and the changes that he's making and the worried where your coach is going and and the players that are around you that are that are being pushed out of the club, you know, that Ali Lal at the best of his career gets thrown shown the door, you know, because he he told he gets told that he's he's not invested in the club, you know, it's just well, if so, so, but so, see, I said this when Simon signed for the Warriors' his last contract. I said the tragedy about this is that he's going to be the, one of the greatest players to ever come out of New Zealand and not have an NRL title. He's got a World Cup title, mm-hmm. but he hasn't got an NRL title. And Simon Mannering, if you know the bloke, deserved an NRL title.
0: Well, I'll tell you one step further. The saddest thing for me, seven years it took to get back to the playoffs after that grand final appearance. And that was seven years of Simon Mannering busting his gut in the prime of his career. Maybe the Warriors at home all year is a stretch. Maybe give New Zealand a couple of magic rounds with both men's and women's over the next couple of years. E.g. Penrith and Broncos in Wellington. Western Eagles in Dunedin. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Eagles in Dunedin. It's not just the Warriors that have been hit in the pocket with the pandemic. Brave steps from Brad. Brad, careful. You're in danger of making too much sense. It is coming up eight <laughs> o'clock this morning. We've got lots coming up after eight, including Fred de Jong, because we're off to Costa Rica. Watch out, Costa Rica, because the all-whites are coming for you.
5: And good morning, Izzy. Just got out of bed, I see, son.
0: <laughs> hey, how's that
5: McCafe coffee going,
0: son? I'm oh, sure it's delicious as it always is. Araha's next with the news for Kubota, together with Shaping and Building New Zealand. Fred DeYong, Tom Abercrombie, up after eight, and plenty of you. The 10 bedpost text machine, 8833, and please keep giving us a call, 0800 150 811. Loving it this morning. Here's eight o'clock in Araha.
4: And Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ.
0: Three and a half past eight a.m. Baz you for breakfast on SCNZ. Baz's Kolkata Night Riders. Just not quite doing enough against Mike Hessen and his IPL outfit this morning. Baz happy and healthy over in India though, I assure you. Is he down there in the pool house? Just getting into his groove from this morning, a little bit under the weather. So it's Kempy and myself, Louis Him and Watt in the seats this morning. And it's been a great time. Talking Warriors. Cameron George. He wants every game for the Warriors to be played in New Zealand next year and he wants it to be on the other NRL franchises and the NRL to bring their games to New Zealand. A lot of people agree. A lot of people think that it might be a stretch. We will work out what it exactly is a little bit later. There's a couple of great messages to get to on double eight double three, But we're all about the All Whites at the moment and Fred De Jong will be proud as punch. I promise you that because we're off to play Costa Rica... One chance to get it done, Fred. Morning to you. How impressed were you this morning with five 0 from Chris Wood and Danny Hayes' side?
6: Yeah, I mean it was a very, very, very good performance. I think uh, against the Solomon Islands team that, in essence, couldn't couldn't defend the, the aerial ball, but um, the always did what they did what they had to do. They had to. Um, they, 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 they scored a, a decent number of goals. And um, you know the main thing was that they were going to win the game and get to the intercontinental playoff, and they've done that. And they've you know they've navigated through the tournament reasonably comfortably. But as you'd expect, because you know the New Zealand team's chock full of professional players, and the island nations don't have um, don't have professional players, so it, it, it is um, you know it is expected.
5: Hey Fred, it's Kempe, mate. Good to see the young boys getting goals, um, even if they are in this competition up um, up against some blokes that lack a little bit of height. Um, but is this, is this a two-horse race up against Costa Rica, or is it a Clydesdale running in a Group 1 with, with New Zealand against Costa Rica?
6: Mate, I I, I heard that uh, you've done a bit of keeping in your time, mate. I think uh, you're probably... You're probably, you're probably... You probably could have done a better job than the, uh, the Solomon Islands keeper. Cause I'm available. Honestly, that, was, uh, that was probably the difference in the game. <laughs> but, um, you know, because, I mean, they, he, he, they just could not defend um, aerially. But, um, no, I think I th- this, this all-white team, this is going to be a very close um, intercontinental playoff. Um, you know, with the quality of player we've got, um, and you look across where our players are playing, um, we stack up very, very well against uh, the players of Costa Rica. Yes, they have a, their goalkeeper plays for Paris Saint Germain. But if you look across the rest of their squad, I think man for man, our players play in better leagues. Um, or, you know, there's certainly more players playing in Europe. A lot of the Costa Ricans play in Costa Rica. Um, so by no means is this a Mexico. Um, so, whereas, you know, we're where we were really outclassed in the, in the games against Mexico. Um, Peru, I think, is we're, uh, uh, still way better than than us. Um, but Costa Rica, I think Danny Hay will look at that and go, we're a really good shout to um, to qualify for Qatar.
0: Oh, that's, that is, and I know you'd be honest with us. You'd have, Fred. You're not going to just fill us with hopes and dreams <laughs> for, no, for no reason. Does does it being a one-game one, a one game shootout um, bode well for the All-Whites or would a home in a way have been best?
6: Uh, well, personally, I think it's a travesty that it's not uh, home and away. I think FIFA made that call at the height of the, the COVID pandemic. And, you know, they did it for COVID reasons. They didn't want all, this in, you know, all, this, all these people traveling all around the world at that time. Um, but I think for, for the New Zealand fan, it just, it's just so disappointing that we won't see Costa Rica in New Zealand um, in front of a packed house. Um, probably Eden Park or, or at Sky Stadium down in Wellington. Um, as far as on the field, probably suits us, um, but I don't think it compensates for for missing the biggest game every four years. Um, I think the one-off, you know, for because Costa Rica are ranked higher than us, I think, and and so you know people would look at them and go, you know, they're they're a better side and the 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 um, the quality. Uh, If if you're the better team, you'd want a home and away leg, And so I think it it probably does suit us, but I don't think it compensates for, for, for missing out on that big game.
0: Fred, the question we used, to, we used to ask all the time is who, who do we need to depend on in the All-Whites? You know, like there was always a couple of guys playing professionally at the top level, Winston Reed's or, um, you know, Ryan Nelson's and, you know, the dependables. But I feel like across the board now, and you've told us this before, there is more of that consistent level across the 11 that you field on the field. So the question, I guess, an opposite is where do they need to strengthen and where can they improve before Costa Rica? Where can they fill and get better?
6: Yeah, I think if you look across this tournament, um, there's a pointer to that. Um, I think Danny Hay will be, will be disappointed in the clinical nature of the finishing. I think we created a hatful of chances in every game and in a few other games we didn't, we didn't finish them. Um, so, you know, when you've got a, a striker of Chris Wood's calibre, you you got to get the ball to him in the right areas, um, but then also the players that do get the chances um, otherwise have, have to finish. And against in the intercontinental playoffs, chances will be few and far between. So you you know you're going to have to put them away. So players who can who who score goals um, alongside Chris Wood uh, are key. I also think the build-up play some of the build-up play. Um, has been a little bit laboured at times, and I think we saw that mainly in the game against Tahiti, um, where, where we came up against an absolutely packed defence, and we struggled to break it down. And it was only a sort of uh, a fortuitous ping pongy type goal in the penalty area by Libby Kikachi that got us through that game. Um, so I think you know some of the build up and the, the 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 incisive play is a little bit lacking. And I think contrast, we saw that today in the contrast with the Solomon Islands. Very loose, free individuals, you know, really beautiful on the ball. Um, Technically, you know, not as good and and as structured as New Zealand. But you could see just the beautiful passing that they can do. Um, And we sort of lack that. And I think we're going to need to to find, you know, some more of that if we're going to really give Costa Rica um, a difficult game.
5: Hey Fred. So the system that Danny's running at the moment. Are you are you confident, um, knowing Costa Rica and what they're going to bring uh, to the to the next game, that the system that he's running will will create enough uh, opportunities for the, for the for the for the team to win? I,
6: th- I think it can. It can. I think. Um, I think. Yeah, they do have to. Well, I put it this way. I think the most important period between now and that game is are, are going to be the. Um, The build-up games, because you have to find some really good opposition to really test this team. And I think um, if they can, if they can, you know, set up two or three really good games, then um, then we'll be then we'll be in in really good shape for the intercontinental playoffs. So you know, hopefully New Zealand football can pull together you know a a decent campaign leading into into that playoff game. Um, And 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 that that'll be the real litmus test for for whether or not you know, we can create those combinations to, um, to create chances.
0: Yeah, perfect, Fred. I know you are going to run very quickly. Uh, you've seen behind the curtain at FIFA and, and kind of the myriad of issues that go on. I can't see anything more obviously disgusting than what Mo Salah went through in that penalty shootout with lasers mm. on a, one of the world's best players. How is this resolved and what can be done?
6: Um, yeah, I, 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 uh, as soon as that happened, you know, your, your phone lights up and people are going, how is this possible? You know, FIFA have to do something pretty hard for FIFA to create, to, to, uh, to stop the crowd bringing lasers into the, into the game. So, I mean, the only, the only thing really is, um, is post the game for, you know, that they, they have to, they'll, they'll come down very, very heavily on, on the, yeah, sanctions. the home team yeah. um, for, san- for sanctions and that. What, but but it's very difficult to do stuff at that time, mm. um, you know. Um, uh, unless the referee has the ability to stop the penalty shoot, stop the penalty, or or say, well, you know, we're not going to take. You don't have to take the penalty, or you can retake the penalty and keep retaking it if I see a laser on on that player. So mm. one other thing I just want to point out also, the, the intercontinental playoff is in June. And 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 it's in Qatar and Doha. In, I've been in Doha in June. It's 42 hot. degrees. So there's um, it's going to be a stinking hot, uh, stinking hot big game. So hopefully, also you'll always get some acclimatization at that time because uh, yep, it's going to be uh, that that's going to be testing as well.
0: I reckon we should send them to um, Kolkata to do a, a workshop with bears. <laughs> they should they should join the Kolkata Night Riders for a couple of months and lead up.
6: <laughs> exactly, mate. Because they need to do something. Because boy, it's uh, it's so sapping. Even at night, it's you know it's a, it's pushing thirty degrees at eight o'clock at night. So um, yeah, the, there'll be some boys sweating on that one.
0: Long way from White to All right, Fred. <laughs> thank you so much, mate. Get back to you, the Sky Sport duties. You're a legend.
6: We love having you on.
5: I wait for that contract to come too, Fred. Keep working, mate. <laughs>
6: exactly, mate. Oh, oh uh, yeah. You just got to. You just got to show me you can deal with a cross.
5: <laughs> he <laughs> won't get up off the ground. Put it that way.
6: <laughs> Fred too young. If only
0: he knew what your knees had seen. Um, that was great to catch up with Fred as always. He's a very, very switched on, intelligent football mind. And look, the most Salah situation. I know what Fred's saying. If I was the referee, and this is so easy to say from our plush studios in Auckland. Nah, done. We're not carrying on. We're coming back tomorrow in an empty stadium. I will refuse to let anybody kick a ball in anger while there are lasers in the stadium. I just think it just brings the game into so much disrepute, Kimpy.
5: Yeah, look, I would have, I would have let him take it again. You but know, but they're going to keep doing it. I, well, they won't keep doing it if he just keeps making them take do it. You know, take it again. What if
0: he just gave them the said? No, okay, it's a center. You know, it's a singularly crowd. That's a goal. Well, then they'll
5: even stop. Even better. Even better. Hundred percent. But they've got to sort. They've got to sort that out, mate. Otherwise, you Have know, you've ever gonna, seen something so farcical. Where do you, where do, you, where do you think? Well, what do you think's going to happen in the World Cup when it all goes down to, to penalty shootouts, and and nothing's been done about this laser stuff? You know what I mean. So, I reckon they'll come down real hard with some sanctions shortly. Mm.
0: I agree McAfee Coffee Catch Up with Fred De Jong Absolute icon of the footballing industry um, Loves a cuppa and, and loves his round ball sport uh, Some great text here on the Warriors Let's get back to that before we shoot off and pace for purpose That's the best idea Cameron George has come up with And this is having every game of NRL for the Warriors in Aotearoa next year I'd go, I'd go watch my team play those wo woes. Great for Rugby League in New Zealand. Agree with you, Kimpy. with Mannering played for a good team. Bangers a mash, Joe, mints and toast, can't go wrong. That's from Brendan. People are going to naturally think that this is a great idea, like me, Kimpy, because I see it as a short-term and with potential long-term benefits. How much equity do you think the Warriors have built up with the NRL? How, how grateful do you think the NRL have been of them three, playing three seasons away from home?
5: Oh, they're more than grateful because without the Warriors, they wouldn't have a competition. It's that that simple. So I don't think it's just the NRL. I think across the board, um, you've got everyone from clubs, supporters, sponsors being really thankful that the Warriors have been able to spend three years over in in Australia to to keep the competition going. So they'll get something out of it. Whether they get 24 home games... Um, is yet to be seen because there's a lot of water to be got to go under the bridge as far as getting those games in and around New Zealand. Because you wouldn't play 24 home games at Mount Smart, you just wouldn't do it. You'd actually you would take it on the, ro- on the road. Um, so I think what Cameron's doing here is he's doing a bit of lobbying. He's 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 sort of playing a little bit of um, rugby league politics, and he's just getting a hundred percent. You know, the, the big the biggest win for him is when the NRL actually come out and make a comment because as you've seen so far, no one said anything.
0: Hey, we have, and I, I've got no issue pumping this one up because I think it's deserved, and I don't know where they'll end up with it, and Brad was probably right at the end of the last hour. It'll probably be more like maybe they bring some mini magic rounds over here. Great. Whatever we get from this, I don't mind. and uh no, hold on. Oh, no, it's from Kevin, sorry. My eyes deceive me. Look at the true humbleness of Chris Waller, a true Kiwi. You look at his, organ- at his an organisation as in the America's Cup. Not loyal. The holdout... For the absolute greed of the dollars. That's not being true Kiwi. (laughs) I appreciate your message, Kevin. Um, Chris Wallace certainly is. Baz for breakfast with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. We've got Pacing for Purpose alongside Harness Racing New Zealand coming up shortly. Paul Mawadi from the TAB. We can go through some of these stellar fields for the weekend of racing and plenty more of you on double eight double three. There's another great message here regarding Team New Zealand and Grant Dalton that we might have to get the, uh, the beat machine out for. 18 minutes past 8, back in a minute.
4: It's Harness Racing New Zealand Pacing for Purpose Season 2.
0: <laughs> cause season 1 was brilliant. It's almost like um what got better season 2. Peaky Blinders, gee, that's pretty good in season 6, but it really started to come to life in season Ozark, 2. Ozark, mate. Ozark. Unfortunately, I've got an opinion around Ozark that I think the last season really dropped the ball.
5: I don't like how they cut it they I don't like how they cut it in half. Neither, you know. You sort of just sort of get yeah, it's like getting into a nice packet of, maybe, of popcorn and then it's all gone.
0: Unlike pacing for purpose, maybe they went one year too many. There's no way we could go one year, one year too many. Well, alongside Harness Racing New Zealand, hrnz.co.nz, live the dream. Get involved with harness racing. You will not regret it. Um, and for the Child Cancer Foundation, who we love to support, uh, Izzy, Baz, Kimpy, myself, we're all very po- uh, positive and um, really want to get around them. So... Tomorrow night can be. Alex Park. Alex Park's good fun on a Friday night. You spent a couple of nights up there drinking a
5: cider or two. Mate, I, I was I was mad into harness racing when I was a, when I was a footballer. I used to come back and fall my pockets, um just back in favourites. And then you empty them. Uh, yeah, I've had, I've had a couple of bad ones as well. But <laughs> um, yeah, I, look not as not as much as I used to. I like listening to Mark Purdon and what he said, you know, we just about got up last week with a beaten by a head. And our multi, um, yeah. I like watching Ricky May over the years. The Butt Brothers, um, great, oh, yeah. great fellas, mate. You know, like had a few beers with them down on down on Cup Week, um, and just around the around, real, the, around
0: real, the traps. Real soul of the earth,
5: harvest yeah. racing people. Yeah, they mate, they are. You know, it's um, been away with a few of them too. You know, like Crandall Getty good bloke. Like I mean, absolutely champion. You know, been been down. In, um, actually, he was in Perth with us when we went over there and took Cowie over. So. Uh I just like them the harness, you know, especially the the cup week down at Crosschurch. it's been a good good time too.
0: Uh I've just been sprung here. Um anyway. <laughs> 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 Season 2 of Facing for Purpose Race number 3, Alex Park Tomorrow night, hey we've found one that has got a big wrap on it Sacred Mountain uh, Nikki Chilcott's going to do the driving and the training here And they have got a pretty good, big opinion of this Muscle Hill Mere I don't know what odds we're going to get yet But she has a bit of talent 27 starts, 4 wins in the Lone Star Alexandra Park Handicap Trot. I think she can get this job done for us and the Child Cancer Foundation. Why I say I think I've been done here is because I hope Netflix isn't listening when I said season six about Picky Blinders. <laughs> anyway, we won't draw too much attention to that one. tab.co.nz is your place to find every sports and racing market you could ever need. Paulie Moati is our man. Morning, Paul.
8: Yeah, morning, boys. I heard you talking about harness, and I thought I should actually mention, I've heard a whisper for one at Palmerston North uh, later on tonight. Race seven. Uh-oh. Number four, oh. Lord Verdi, Uh-oh. Currently $7. There we go.
5: Thank you very much, Paulie.
0: What? What? what why? Why? What are you? What's the catch? <laughs> <laughs>
8: Come on, Louie, I'm not Team New Zealand. See then? come on. I'm, I'm straight up, big time. There's nothing behind this.
0: Yeah, there's more character than that. I'm certain of it. Tony Cameron does the driving for Tony Hurley. Why not? Seven dollars two twenty each way all day. They're saying.
8: Yep. Yeah, well, well. I just I heard the whisper. You say I don't give you anything. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I'll let you know this one, there you
0: go (laughs) That's not me, that's the Warriors fans that say that (laughs) Hey, plenty of racing this weekend As um, Kempe and me have gone through A big day at the Championships We had Chris Waller on I can only assume there'll be some bonus back promotions And that sort of thing But um, do you have an opinion on the two year old group one Down in Awapuni We get Dynastic against Wolverine I know Wolverine's being crushed in the futures market Um, And Maven Bell being crushed In the fixed final field market So there's lots of chances
8: yeah, certainly are. I can tell you that the best-backed in the race, though, is the favourite, Dynastic. Um, I'm just looking down the page. Uh, yeah, there's a. I guess it's a similar amount of support for both Maven Bell and Wolverine, both uh, Maven Bell at 360, Wolverine at 380. Um, but if you want one that they've come for, a wee bit of specking, uh, the John Barry-trained bestseller no. at $15.00. Um, there's been a wee bit of interest about bestseller at sixteen dollars. So if you want to look slightly outside the square, uh, bestseller, uh, but the best back by far and away uh, in the uh, Manawatu sire's produce is number one, ridden by Opie Bossen and trained by Mark Walker. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a wee. It's going to take a while to just get used to saying that. Dynastic at two fifty currently.
0: Oh, bestseller split. Maven Bell and I choose you. At Matter Matter. yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. At a big price for John Barry, uh, Joe Camarudin stays on. John knows how to prepare a horse for a Group One, especially in the CD. I see where you're going here, Paulie. Hey, quickly, um, what's the market doing for the uh, Warriors Broncos on Saturday? Of
8: well, uh, the Warriors have come in from they're around <laughs> the two forty 240, two forty five <laughs> mark on Monday. Uh, they're now into two dollars and twenty cents. Broncos have drifted out to a dollar sixty-four. I'm guessing that's more to do with the fact that Sean Johnson yeah. will probably be playing, and the fact that the Broncos have a number of uh, their 4 pack under question marks. Uh, Kurt Capewell is on the extended bench, um, so I, I'm guessing that that's why. Because we're taking uh, more bets on the Warriors in the head-to-head market but we've taken more money on the Broncos in that head-to-head market. So bigger bets on the Broncos, lots of little bets on the Warriors. The Faithful are still around. They're hoping for another big, well, I can't call it a big performance because it wasn't a big performance by the Warriors last weekend, but another W. Um, So if you like the Warriors, they're into 220 now. I'll tell you, my money's on the Broncos, so I'll take the dollar sixty-four and I'll run
0: to the bank. I never want to make conclusions for people, but um, you know, Paul did tell us that he was going to have a bet on the Broncos, and now he's telling us that the most amount of money's on the Broncos. So we know somebody is in boots and all. Twenty-nine and a half past eight o'clock, Paulie. We won't talk to you tomorrow, but we'll catch you up next week, my man.
8: Yeah, we certainly will. And don't forget, we've got plenty of promotions on this weekend. Bonus back on all NRL games this weekend and same-game claims, and we've got that uh, bonus back blitz on Saturday. 16 races altogether.
0: Let's go. Paulie Imolati, promotions, uh, sports, are hundreds of markets to choose from. Go get stuck in. The bonus back in particular is a, a fan favourite, I know. It is half past 8 o'clock. Tom Abercrombie is coming up in the last furlong of the show, and plenty more, including you on double eight double three. The Temper Bed Post text machine. But here's Araha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building Aotearoa. <music> ACNZ half past eight this morning, or 30, 28 away from nine in particular. If you're on your way to work, morning to you, uh, eating your eggs at the breakfast table, morning to you. We are here through till nine, then it's Rick Dog After Nine, a jam-packed show with a bunch of special guests. I've seen the rundown, it is hot. We'll catch up with him before the end of the hour. Tom Abercrombie for Cork Kings as well. Hey, Egypt have lodged an official complaint against Senegal in which they claim their team was subjected to racism and terrorised by home fans in Dakar. Um, We know this is the same game where Salah... And if you've seen these clips of Salah facing the the Blazers, it is one of the most startling things you can see at professional sport at this level. It is so farcical. There has to be big sanctions here, so I don't know what FIFA can do. I don't know what the uh, African governing body can do of football. Um, the EFA have shared photos of damaged team bus. So they've had cracked windows it has been attacked. And when you look at Mo Sulla, you've got to protect him. He might be the best player in the world. This might be LeBron James or Kevin Durant being subject to lasers in the eye in the NBA finals. Like If you put it in that comparison, it's shocking. FIFA needs to step up on football. Another travesty. Well, Fred De Jong put it beautifully. It's no home and away for the All Whites playing Costa Rica. It's one-off. It might be good on the field, but it might be a shame for fans that love their round ball.
6: Personally, I think it's a travesty that it's not uh, home and away. I think FIFA made that call at the height of the the COVID pandemic, and you know they did it for COVID reasons. They didn't want all this and you know all, this, all these people travelling all around the world at that time. Um, but I think. For for the New Zealand fan, it just it's just so disappointing that we won't see Costa Rica in New Zealand um, in front of a packed house.
0: Here, here, Kempi, you were about to dust off your All Whites goalkeeping jersey and get down and the support <laughs> them Mount Smart.
5: Oh, look, I'm, I love watching the um, the way that the All Whites are playing at the moment. I think I think they've come forward. Oh, in the last ten years, something something fantastically. You know what I mean? Like the skill that I've seen through that side I, I, I know that we've got players playing in some really good competitions around the world um, but yeah just to see the way that they've dismantled this competition I, I, I agree with Fred and I, I think they're a chance, I think can, they're a chance of going back to the World Cup
0: You say 10 years, I mean it's been about well yeah 15 because can you believe that the, the South African World Cup campaign was 12 years ago
5: where has time gone? Yeah I know mate, look at you and you still look like you're 21 You're doing something right.
0: If I look 21, Joe Bell's going to need to eat a lot of potatoes with the skin left on to get some (laughs) hair on his face.
5: (laughs) Hopefully he's taken a lot of messages this morning and taken some photos of all the fantastic recipes that came through. Yeah, Uh, I want to see the proof in the pudding, Joe. I'll I'll be a tester. You just bring it in for breakfast, 6 o'clock every morning.
0: Well, there's one crucial tip that he got, and that was from our uh, wonderful content boss over in Australia, Sam Thompson, she's sent a, a text privately with a dish, uh, looked delicious uh, um, like kind of a bake type thing. Joe if you don't make this and nail it and send Sam a message, <laughs> I don't know man, I don't know man I just think you need to nail that one so maybe do that last, Get the brush up on the skills and get to that one last All right, Grant Dalton has built an empire on taxpayer dollars, now he's packing up his toys and buggering off, the guy is just a dick That is from Double Eight Double Three, just rounding out some America's Cup chat. And I know that lots of people will sympathise with that opinion. But hey, I don't know Grant Dalton. I think he's just interpreted this whole situation the way that he saw best for his team and his personal role, which is CEO of Emirates Team New Zealand. In my opinion, not reflective of New Zealand anymore. It's the Formula One of the water. We're going to get there. There's a bit of growing pains and there might be a little period where we're going to feel a little bit emotional about it. Just don't open your Instagram. It is 27 away from 9. Tom Abercrombie with Court Kings, not far away. Let's find out how the breakers are travelling. 18 away from 9 o'clock this morning. Plenty of sport going on around the world. Uh, It was great to see the Phoenix get a win yesterday across the ditch in Australia. They're doing it tough, as are the Warriors. And, of course... The breakers. It's time to catch up with our man Tom Abercrombie with Court Kings. They design, build, and install basketball heaven. Tom, how are you doing bright and early over in Australia?
9: Morning, fellas. Yes, bright and early, but uh, doing well, and congrats to Phoenix. Great to see them get a win, and hopefully uh, we can pick up a couple next week as well.
0: Yeah, I know you'd love that, and uh, I know you have a very particular um perspective on how hard it would have been, it will be for the Phoenix as well as the Warriors. Mate, just looking just trying to run a and I'm not I'm not really good with numbers, so I'm just trying my best here. <laughs> last four games, to my to my better judgment, it looks like you've only lost by sixteen points combined or thereabouts. It's yeah, yeah in these games, yep. are you are you sick of just just coming up short? It must be the worst feeling. Yeah, I think I mentioned
9: to you boys last week like We're actually playing reasonable basketball at the moment, Um, especially offensively. We're we're moving the ball, we're scoring well. Uh, I think we've been up over 90 points in all those games, and we've lost two of them in overtime. Um, So they've all been close games, and it's the thing like, you know, at at this level, it just comes down to little, little things. And and for us, I think, you know, we've finally got our full group together but uh you know that doesn't guarantee anything and, and we're putting ourselves in positions to win but um you know we're just making small little errors at, at the wrong times which uh that's, that's all it takes at this level to to cost you between a win and a loss and unfortunately a couple of them have been in pretty cruel fashion um you know bryce cotton hit the buzzer beater on us down in hobart uh, which was a very tough shot um the other overtime. Game against Brizzy, we probably gave that one away, but um, at least we're putting ourselves within a shot of winning. Uh, if we can pick things up defensively, then that will help us a bunch.
5: Hey Tom, so that, that, those close losses, what do you what do you put that down to? Like, you know, is it the the um, being away from home, or the mental application, or or is it just a bit of luck not going your way?
9: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, yeah, first and foremost, is, is, it's the defensive end for us. As I said, we, we've, we've scored over 90 points in every game, um, but they seem to just be turning into, um, you know, shooting competitions at the moment, and whichever whichever team comes out on top, and it it, it does create a little bit of a luck factor to it, and, um, you know, if we can knuckle down and try and get some stops at that end, it's going to give us a much better chance to, um, you know, capitalise on, I guess, how we're playing at the other end. You know, if we if we can continue to move the ball and shoot the ball like we have been, but back that up with you know being able to string together a few stops um, you know we get some momentum and build some little leads and things like that. but uh, you know certainly close games like that, uh, being able to play them at home in front of a, a home crowd uh, to sort of spur you on down the stretch and things makes a massive difference as well. So as I said it's a, it's a bit of a combination.
0: Hey, Tom, Cameron George, the CEO of the Warriors, is um, floating the idea that, and you know, he's just putting it out there quite savvily in the media that maybe the NRL and NRL teams should look to play every Warriors game in New Zealand next year. The Warriors can't host all home games themselves because they have away games to play, but he's kind of looking to put a bit of pressure, I guess, on the NRL to make something happen. For the breakers, yeah. in, in your context, I mean... Could you ever see something like that going in the NBL? And I know the other teams and franchises have been sympathetic to your cause, but would you like to see that happen? Eh? And do you think it could be a possibility for the Breakers?
9: Could I ever see that happening? No. Would I like to see it happen? Absolutely. I think it'd be, I think it would be awesome. But uh, I just i i can't see that. I can't see it happening for the for the Warriors. Unfortunately, I can't see it happening for us. Unfortunately, the reality is we're playing in Australian competitions and. Um, when push comes to shove, I don't think they'd be willing to move their their comps all the way to New Zealand uh, for an entire season. Uh, you know, hopefully there's some sort of, uh, I don't know, way of of giving back to you know what we've been able to give these last couple of years. Sometimes three three years, I think it's been for the Warriors and the Phoenix over here. You know, hopefully there's some reward for that. But uh, look, I'm I'm happy enough with us having a a normal season next year and being able to play uh, our normal quota of, of home games in New Zealand, uh, for me, that, that's all I need. I think that would be fantastic and um, yeah, things are looking good at the moment, so let's keep our fingers crossed.
5: Hey, Tom, just a, a question around this period, this three years of playing um, sport over, overseas. What what have you learned personally about yourself and what have, what do you think the team would have learned when you get back to New Zealand that you can transfer and you um, be, remember, into before, New Zealand. It's before 7am for him.
0: That's deep. Well, <laughs> mate, I know, I, know, I know
5: Tom's a deep thinker, mate.
0: He is, but all right, have a crack.
9: No, you're right, I am a big thinker. I've had a lot of time to think about this too because I've been by myself for six months. So, um, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing for me is just understanding the importance of your support systems and um, having a structure and routine about how you go about your... Business and things like that, and you know, for me being away from family and things for, for so long, I've, I've missed obviously missed them and um, being able to be around them. But it, it's more so the the routine and structure they give me, and um, just being able to be there when you come back from practice, have someone to, to talk to. Um, on the on the other hand, as well, it's having that familiar, I guess, um, home training ground where, you know, if things aren't going right and you know you're going home, you can get in the gym at whatever hour you want, put some shots up to try and, you know, get yourself back in a routine, things like that. I think those um those little routines have been a big one. And then the other one is just um I guess understanding and remembering, you know, who you're playing for, beyond your family and friends and things like that. It's it's the the people of New Zealand who we've really missed and we haven't had a chance to connect with them and um, you know, see them at home games and see them at events and travel throughout New Zealand and get to know them and get to connect with our fans as often as we want to and uh, for some of these guys in this team you know, they've never been to New Zealand they don't quite understand uh, who they're representing night in and night out and I think that makes a massive
5: difference that's a grab, mate. We'll play. We'll play that all year. I'm, Seriously, I'm honestly going
0: to e- email that to every athlete in, in New Zealand organisation that, that has to compete offshore, mate. Because you're right, and you've had a lot of. You clearly have had a lot of time to think about it, because I don't think you could sum that up much better. Hey, um, Tom, we'll finish us with a bit of NBA. Let's 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 pep ourselves up, and you're on the home stretch, and you'll be home in no time at all, mate. So hang in there. Hey, the the, the Celtics, though. Did you ever see Jason Tatum? and the Boston Celtics being able to take this leap because for two and a half months now, they have been so good and they're genuinely a title contender, I think.
9: Yeah, they are. And, you know, to be honest, I'm I'm not completely surprised. I think they had a, a really tough start to the season. There was some bickering going on within the team and things, but, you know, oftentimes that, that can really galvanise a group and I think they got a lot of that that beef out of the way early and I think Marcus Smart was kind of at the at the heart of that. He's a guy who doesn't hold anything back and there was probably some things that needed to be said. He's a guy that's willing to stand up and, and say it and, um, you know, they've just grown since then and, and turned into an absolute juggernaut in the way that they're playing uh, no one wants to match with that, match up with them coming into the playoffs. So it's been been awesome to see and Tatum's an absolute superstar, so... Man,
0: watch out for those guys. What? What, what about on the flip side, uh, the Miami Heat having a bit of combustion at the exact wrong time? Did you see that situation? <laughs> Eric Spoelstra, like he's been through it all. He dealt with the, the Miami Heat in that kind of very strange situation um, when uh, the, you know the Heat lost to the Mavs in 2011, and, and he they went through it all. And he's now actually almost in a fight on the court with Jimmy Butler. Like, can you explain that? Have you ever seen anything like that on an NBA court?
9: Yeah, again, I don't think it's going to affect them too much. Like, I think those guys are in a place and have built a strong enough sort of culture and camaraderie at that club where that sort of back and forth. I, I mean, I'm sure that happens in practice for them all the time, and it's obviously just spilt over to a game and in the public eye, which is unfortunate, but. Um, you know, I think those guys are comfortable with each other and they have, a, as I said, a strong enough culture and they've got those kind of personalities in that team. Haslam and, and Jimmy Butler and Spolster is a fiery character as well where they can have those heated kind of conversations and, and move on after a game. I'm sure they, they talked about it after the game and, and they're back to you know who they are now. And I think that'll make them better again. I think those guys are going to be incredibly tough to beat. In the finals, but um, yeah, it was a little, it was a little uh, confronting and ugly to see on the sideline. You never want to see that spillover.
0: over. Oh, no, it was actually. I mean, yeah, you can look at it like that. I thought it was quite entertaining. It was, it was good to spend an afternoon on Twitter looking at the fallout uh, very quickly. Tom, yes or no? Spurs Lakers at thirty-one and forty-four a piece in ten and eleven seeds. Mm. Do the Lakers make the play-in tournament? No, I think the Spurs are
9: going a much better what? run home. So,
0: unfortunately, I think this might be the Lakers. We'll see. Oh, what a cool. Hey, Tom, we love catching never up. Never
9: count LeBron out, right?
0: No, never. never. <laughs> or Tom Abercrombie, that's what they say. Those two, that's, that's, I think that's how the saying goes. <laughs> awesome to catch up again, mate. We'll see you home shortly. Good
5: work, Tom. Wicked. Thanks, guys.
0: There you go. I absolutely love catching up with Tom. Take your love of the game to the next level at home, school, community courts, courtkings.co.nz. For Court Kings, for us how cool is it to be able to be attached to a guy like Tom Abercrombie who seems to have more perspective than
5: I think I'll give him some credit you know what I mean like he as he said I've had plenty of time to think about this Um, just the way that he he acknowledged the systems around him when he's not on the court and the big you know like you just said about James Maloney talking to Simon Mannering how he could switch off during the week and be the fool at training and then come into a game and play the game and um, I think I think what Tom was alluding to is that how important it is away from the game to perform good. Mm-hmm. You know that you've got your system and your structures around that. So, I, I really, you know, I think it's be remiss of anyone um, over this COVID period, especially in the Warriors, the Breakers, the Phoenix, not to take away a learning from this um, time and how to bring that home and transfer that into a couple of percentage um, percentage of of an ability to win games on the back of it. So, um, yeah, awesome, awesome, Cordito, Tom
0: beautiful stuff. Seven away from nine this morning again for Court Kings. Uh, what a star ambassador Tom is. We love having him on the show every single week. Uh, Ricardo, he's coming up after nine and he's going to tell us what he's got after this. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.